Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. That? Yep. Was and, it, uh, was it you, Benjamin? Uh, no, it wasn't. That's good. Now, did he actually grab a pussy while he was talking about it? No, he did not. But he uh, said a that pussy now, available to grab. Well, there were a few around. Who so is this? what happened? Just a coworker got written up. Oh, I mean, so it's okay for the prez, but not for this dude. <laughs> that was his point, I think. He uh, should have gotten in a time machine and gone back eleven years. Cause it was okay back then. Only in locker rooms. Yeah. Only in locker, I guess. And, and buses. And pussy grabbing places. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is a pussy grabbing zone, sir. Oh, cool. Okay, just making sure. All That's right. going to be the uh, next constitutional amendment. Yes. Designated uh, gun-free zones and pussy grabbing zones. As opposed to like you know those safe place signs you see on like <laughs> firehouses and like Domino's Pizza. Unsafe <laughs> places. Yeah, it's a safe place to grab some pussy. All the neighborhood watch signs are going to come down. <laughs> neighborhood pussy grabbing. Yes. Yes, we're going to grab all of us. <laughs> Oh, sorry, you're in the pussy grabbing zone. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we are recording Dork Trek. We were told that America needed this podcast. <laughs> I swear it's on Twitter. We need to laugh. The Twilight. You know I need this podcast right yeah. now. Well, Dennis is in a bad way. His wife is gone. Doesn't know she's going to come back into the country. I know. They're going to close all the borders. Dennis has mixed emotions because he loves his kids. <laughs> <laughs> have, to, like, have, have her throw the kids over the wall. I don't know. We're, we're figuring out uh, safe routes into the country now. Yeah. So, looking into tunneling technology. Yeah. That's a long tunnel, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's all the way from Turkey. Yeah. A lot of digging. Betta Jenny are here. Hello, Betta Jenny. Hi, guys. How are you? I'm tired. The time change is just killing me. I'm exhausted. But it went the other. It went the good way. I know, but I'm just saying no because it should be eleven o'clock now. Yeah, not oh. ten o'clock. It doesn't help when like I wake up at eight o'clock on Sunday, and so it's really like nine o'clock. But then I stay up until twelve o'clock, and so you know because it, I feel like it's later, but I want to stay up, and so everything just gets off. You track. ruined everything. Mm-hmm. My kids are still waking up like it's an hour later, so they're getting up. At 6.45 as opposed to 7.45, so everything's just out of whack. It's all out of whack, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. Maybe he will repeal this whole time change thing. That would be the first thing I would do if I became president is repeal time change. They actually did that in Turkey. They don't, they don't change the time anymore starting this year. Oh, you know what? This might happen because we're, the place that it doesn't happen in America is uh, in Indiana. Indiana, and that's where uh, uh, Himmler's from. So yeah. this, this is great. <laughs> well, Pence says it's for gays, so he ain't about that. Hell no, yeah. man. That's stuff that gays do. More like daylight gaying time. <laughs> yeah, it's more time to be homosexual. More time to repent your gayness. <laughs> this is why they make such a dynamic team. I mean, Trump can grab the pussy, and then Pence can shove the gay men toward the pussy and be like, do it! Now you're better. Turn him Come on, straight. man. Be a man. 
It's just like how uh, Reese's were created. You know, you got some peanut butter and some chocolate and just smash it together until it works. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. You smash your face in that cha-cha. Come on, boy, do it. <laughs> this is the new conversion therapy, buddy. Hell yeah, bro. B- balls deep conversion therapy. <laughs> that might actually work. <laughs> if you just soak for a little bit, it'll help. Yeah, it's man. Like the Palm Olive of pussy. Yeah, man. Just do it, man. Stop being such a damn fairy. I don't like pussy, but you're soaking in it. This what? might be the, the most vile five minutes of Bertrand ever. Soak <laughs> it. Not our fault. No, it's so it's cute. okay now. <laughs> yeah. the gloves are off. Are we're can, in the locker room right now. Oh, I can say what yeah. the fuck I want anymore. We're I'm not change, dropping in. We're gonna change the name of the podcast from Dork Trek to the Locker Room. Just Dork so Locker fun. Room. I do, I took off my pants already, and I'm. <laughs> Reading. Turn on your lights, buddy. Mind comp nude. <laughs> I know I usually I try to stroke off while I read through the entire thing, but I usually make it to chapter four and just blow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's um I have no idea what chapter four is probably the most vile thing. It's like kill the Jews. <laughs> no, chapter four is just like and continued. <laughs> But. Yeah, I am still in jail, so I will tell you more about how I hate the Jews. <laughs> and you're the man of a thousand voices. It's really amazing. No. They they all sound like me doing a stupid voice. But it's you're good, the, though. You're the John DiMaggio of the yes. Dork Trek universe. You're the Mel Blanc of Dork Trek. Boy, I said boy. So we're reviewing an episode, um, Die Hard in Space. Part three. Part three. So this is Die Hard in Space with a Vengeance. All right, and I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't watch the episode. God <laughs> damn it. I watched the other one. I watched Which the other one. The Space Kramer versus Kramer. I watched Space <laughs> Kramer versus Kramer. I didn't watch this episode because I watched like the first 20 minutes of it, and then I saw that we already reviewed it, and I was like, oh, yeah. So then I watched Space Kramer versus Kramer. But I got the gist of it. I think I know what happened. <laughs> Can we just go ahead and skip to the the Cardassian episode? Nah, nah, nah. I didn't watch that one. Got a review. We, we're yeah, we're kind of split on this. So I know what happens. Well, I mean, we halfway did it last time, but then we got distracted by a sports you don't ball. Say. I I know. wasn't here to bitch at me, dude. I know what happened. All right. Okay. He grabbed her worm, basically. Kinda. <laughs> I kinda know what happened. Okay. There's been a lot going on. Yeah. And I watched the wrong episode. That's why I was asking which one are we watching. And I, I, I really. That's t- why I was asking. Hey, spoilers! I really enjoyed Space Kramer versus Kramer. <laughs> it was really good. Uh, so next week, next week is Space Kramer versus yes. Kramer. Yes, I watched that one. And I, and again, I watched like the first. Th- I think what I really need to do is sit down and just binge watch uh, Deep Space Nine. Like maybe watch like five episodes one night, and then come back and kind of slowly watch it. Yeah, because like, like you watched you you basically binge watch TNG. So whenever you missed an episode, you kind of knew what already happened. You just yeah, yeah, yeah. refresher, mm-hmm. but you don't have that that knowledge base with DS Nine. Yeah, I, I can't even name some of the characters. And sometimes I got to be honest, <laughs> I'm, I'm not really even into it. Like I'm dicking around on my phone. Um, I'm waiting for this thing to get good, and it's good. I just. I'm watching. I'm watching DS9 the way I first watched TNG, which is on in the background while I fold laundry. Is that if that does that make sense? Like it's mm-hmm. like 
Deep Space Nine for me is really good background. It's like I can just kind of dick around on my phone or like read a comic and then look up and go, oh, Cisco's being all dramatic again and then look down and... It's just like TNG. There's a lot of talking going on. So it's not like you need to watch them do that. You can sit there and fold the laundry and listen to them. I I feel like it's like reading a novel. Like I don't have to intently read every word on every page and and like soak it all in and get the whole, I can just kind of, okay, read the page and then, you know what I mean? And then kind of, hey, does that make sense? And when somebody gets judo chopped or something, you just go back 10 seconds and then what happened? Yeah. It would be cool though if they did like a like a sound effect before the judo chop happened. Like you heard like an echo of like judo chop in three, <laughs> two, chop. So then you're like, oh. they, had, they had to recite an incantation yes. to power up the judo chop. No, I think you have to do the uh, Voltron music where it just kicks in, like when they do the blazing sword. You... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, that would be when the saucer splits. I think right. That's when that. <laughs> well, no, they they actually play the TNG theme song whenever that. <laughs> I know it's awesome, but it's like a different version of it. Yeah, yeah it's the the more the you know big. Yeah, the bigger version. Because mm-hmm. why? I don't know why you would want to make a bigger version of your opening theme song <laughs> that you use three times throughout the entirety of your series that ran for seven years. Uh, uh. And it's not your uh, actual theme song, you know. Yeah, it's actually from the motion picture, kind of. But was, you know, up until five was considered the worst of the movies. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so this episode starts with. Um, they're just kind of hanging out. They're waiting for some stuff. There's like a big storm coming. There's a space storm, right? Space hurricane, basically. Space. Here I am. Rock <laughs> space hurricane. Come on, come on, come on. The, the space scorpions were doing a concert. So everybody yeah. went down to Bajor for it. And then like they played Wind to Change and everyone was like mellow, yeah. like holding their lighters and stuff and talking. They about followed them a squad down to Kapla Park. <laughs> <laughs> Down to Kapla Park, listen to the winds of change in space. Take me to, to the, the magic of the moment of the dome space nights. And the wormhole where the prophets hang out. <laughs> and they fall. When are you guys going to do that one on Deep Program? Scorpions, dude. <laughs> I'll die. I have to make a call to the Hulkster. I'm going to pass on that one. <laughs> Anybody who knows a third Scorpion song <laughs> automatically wins. I feel like a hurricane, winds of change, and the other one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure somebody out there knows. I'm sure somebody knows yeah. it. Well, probably the people from the Scorpions know at least one. No, no, no. They're not the original <laughs> members. <laughs> they don't know that shit. Did we have a third song? I'm looking. I'm looking. <laughs> Scorpions. The band. I'm just thinking they're sitting around backstage and they're like, Yo, do, do we have a third song? I, uh, Their set list is basically an index card. Still <laughs> loving you? Songs. Still loving It's very generic. It's a very generic song. Uh, I think no. that's like a uh, uh, rock ballad or something. I'm sure it is because it's called Still Loving You, Dennis. No, but like, you know, like those shitty early 90s rock ballads. It came out in 84. Let's see. No, that's the actual. Oh, ahead of their time. For a scorpion. <laughs> uh, I want the band, man. The heavy metal band from Germany. They've, they've been out since the 60s, 1965 they started? No, how old are these guys? Like a thousand? In Germany? 
The scorpions. Germany, scorpions. Yeah, German years are like two human years. Okay, so, well, that means they're even older. Scorpions is a German rock band formed in 1965. Oh, my God. They used to be called the Hunters. I guess this is like Spinal Tap when they were the fucking uh, the Hemsmen. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. We were the Thamesmen. And this one dude, Rudolf Scheicher, has been in the band the entire time. And I was going to ask if there was still the around. Golly. That's How old drummer. is Rudolf? How old is wow, he? he looks great for 68. I got to tell you. 68. Yeah. I mean, so I he's around like boy age. 50th <laughs> and while we're sitting here trying to struggle to name a third song, and they've been around since 65. <laughs> They really didn't hit until 1984. They're doing something wrong. Yeah. Do they just have like a really loyal following that their fans know who they are? They yes, they do have a loyal following. It's called the Germans. <laughs> it's like a uh, craft work. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The Germans. Let's see here. How do you share screen? Because I don't forgot how to do all that stuff. And an app for that. We do not have the hurricanes in, in Germany. In Deutschland, we have what you call um, uh, oppressive communism. And <laughs> we, we got rid of that with the wall. The Germans. And then little, little Bobby, he comes to... There he is right there. There is the dude, the lead singer of Scorpion. That guy's 68. Oh, wow. <laughs> 68. He's awesome. He looks kind of badass. He looks like German Sting. Yeah, he looks like if German Sting and German Guy Fieri had a baby. <laughs> and then that baby went to the eye doctor and had his eyes dilated. And yeah. <laughs> I'm taking, I'm taking you to Flavortown. It looks like he had your uh, Metamucil drink there, Ben. Uh, oh, to- it's coming. Oh. I, I, love, I love the garlic. Oh, it's the legend. The letter pants was not a good idea. This, this is not. This is good. Give the list. Scheiße. High five. This is scheiße in the letter pants. This is not, this is not good. Flavor town. The fl- we, we, we're heading to the Flavorburg. <laughs> Mine arson is el fuego, to quote the Spaniards. <laughs> <laughs> That's Scorpion. So, uh, so yeah, the space storm is coming, and there's like a ship out in the storm, man. And yeah. like, hey, what the fuck is going on with this ship, man? It's crazy out there, man. We got to let this ship come in the dock or whatever. And they come in the dock, and it's a bunch of Klingons. Starring Tim Russ as the Klingon. Yeah, starring Tim Russ. And it's weird. Oh, really? Like, yeah, he, yeah, it's Tim Russ. We talked about this last week. <laughs> did we? I don't think yeah. we did. Yeah, so we mentioned he came in. He asked O'Brien, "How's that soy chai coming?" Yeah. O'Brien was like, "What?" And then, and then he bam, hit him. Check. He's like, "Hey, fuck you, man! I want my drink. I paid." That would put anybody off their game, to be honest. If you're not working at a Starbucks and somebody <laughs> asks you how the soy latte is coming, hey, how's my? It sounds like a, like a Cold War passcode or something. You're trying to verify that you're meeting your contact. Hey, how is my soy latte? The eagle landed. All right, we're bringing you in. It's time for your debriefing. And I, I, it's I know so that. dark with uh, Bob now tonight. It's, I it's, the light yeah. I'm gonna, no, you're, I'm you're, you're deep cover. You, you've, you've called for the soy chai. So soy chai guys. latte. Soy chai latte. I've been compromised. Red <laughs> cabbage. Red cabbage. Tim Russert is a doucher. Chai macchiato. 
He's a total doucher. Hello. Check, check. Is my, is my mic not working? Can you guys hear me? No, it's working. Yeah, yeah of course you. we can. I'm just not getting anything on my... Oh, there you go. Was I muted? No, we, we want to play. Huh. I couldn't... I wasn't getting anything on my green thing. I don't know. Is I that feel you? like I'm looking out a window of DS9 right now. <laughs> like looking yeah, out this, that, that, all I see are glasses reflection in the light. Yeah. All right. Oh, my Dennis, God. Dennis, so Dennis, turn out your light, too, and then we'll all just whip all right. it out. Except Jenny, of course, because she doesn't have a dick. <laughs> Shows what you know. <laughs> Then it looks very scary. Oh, this is freaking me out, man. <laughs> the space station is owned empty. If you have a base of coming in now. <laughs> Here's the thing. We're goofing on the, the, the shadow puppets here, and uh, yeah, no, nobody at home can see. The, yeah, this is quality podcasting right here. Yeah, dude, I mean, we're in the dark here, bro. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. Hey, it's not my fault that we're not. I'm just practicing for when the deportation force comes for me. Yeah, right. They're coming, Dennis. I know. Fun to be coming. Let me turn the lights back on. I don't know why I turned mine off. I can't. Uh, Jenny right now look like the uh, the black light version of that farmer and wife picture. <laughs> I'm in the American, Gothic. American Gothic, yeah. yeah. I can't see anything at Dennis's, and I'm not being racist. His house is just really dark, okay? Wait, let me smile. I can't, oh, no. there you are. I see your glasses. <laughs> no. Dennis' house is really dark. And I don't mean that in a black way. I mean that in a lack of light way. Yeah, so then um, now let me ask you a question. Um, at this point in the episode, like Odo and uh, your man, Brigier, go down to check out what's happening at the airlock to make sure everybody's okay. And the Klingons come through. No, it's O'Brien. 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 O'Brien and Odo. O'Brien and Odo go down to check it out. And O'Brien catches Two one o guys. to the face because he doesn't have the fucking soy chai latte. And then, um, and then they make Odo get into a bucket. Yeah. Like, they're like, all right, get in the bucket, changeling. Like, is that, kind of, is that weird to go into a different bucket? Like, does he have bucket preferences? Is that like, is that like the, like... Like similar to him staying in a hotel room or something like that. Like, Wouldn't this be like the penalty bucket? Yeah. So he's like, yeah. Like I don't understand. Like they're just like, get in the bucket. Do they have like PlayStation in there or Wii or something that he yeah, can like, what is occupy he himself with? Do I, do I at least get HBO? Does it have the uh, the premium channels in this bucket? Because my bucket has the premium channels. I mean, and I, I, what do you want me slumming it over here? I mean, this bucket smells. Did you guys clean this bucket out? <laughs> It's not even satin lined or anything. Yeah, like, like it's just like, does he have bucket preferences? You think? Like, does he prefer other things? Well, you this one is like a, this is like a cube, right? And his normal bucket is a you know cylindrical cone type thing. His other one's like a uh, what do you call? It's it? like a slosh bucket, you know, like a like you put a mop in or something mm-hmm. like that. Well, no, his I think his regular bucket looks like you know remember those old travel mugs from the eighties that were wide on the bottom mm-hmm. and they kind of came up to a yes. top with a round like an urn. It looks like an urn almost, and you could set it on the dash and it wouldn't spill off. Yeah. That's what it looks like. He's got that except a bigger size of that. Those things made America great. I hope Trump brings us back. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I don't really know, man. Like, so I just thought it was weird that they had a bucket for him, but I guess they did their research. It's gotta be weird though. Like if you're used to a bucket with no corners and then now you have one with corners, 
Yeah, and like, do you get like, like, cause you know how some dudes get pee shy when they go to the bathroom? Does he get like, uh, like liquid shy? Like, I don't want to. I don't want to shape shift shape. Yeah, everybody look away. Don't look at me when I shape shift because it makes me feel <laughs> weird. Everybody look over there. Look over there. Look over there. It'd be great, like, if every time he shape shifted, his clothes had to disappear first, and so he's just there standing naked. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Don't look at it. It's awkward for me too. It's okay. It's just as awkward for me. Look at it. Get in the bucket. Or maybe look he doesn't it. have to do that, but he look just- at it. <laughs> well, the clothes aren't real. They're just part of him. Yeah, they're yeah. just shape shifted. So you're actually seeing him naked every yeah. time you see him. It's like the Invisible Man when he takes his clothes off. Like he's nude. Like when the Invisible Man isn't clothes he's naked so you're just seeing his naked body well you're not seeing his naked body yeah but just his ball i like but if the naked man if the invisible man's walking around would you hear his balls flapping around like if he's running and stuff well no because it's cold and they no take off your clothes take off your clothes he puts on some weight and you can hear his thighs like rubbing against each other I just think that every time you see him sit down, he's just putting bare ass on your furniture. And you're yeah, just, just take off your clothes and try running around. Like, it's difficult because your balls start slapping around, and then you're, like, yeah. naked tender. I, I've, no, I don't think I've ever ran naked. That's what I'm saying. The Invisible Man did it all the time. And then, like, when he's beating people up, he's doing it nude. So then you're being assaulted by a nude dude. <laughs> think about that. Some nude crazy scientist yeah. just beating you up. With new, probably he's probably got a boner. <laughs> like, all right, all right, put the gun down. I'm just not. Like, why are you only punching me with one hand? What's your other hand doing? Why is your gun way down? Why are you holding your gun way down there? <laughs> That's my penis. That's my ass. <laughs> penis, penis, penis. Was it Transylvania six five thousand where they met the Invisible Man and he was insane because he wasn't invisible? He tried his like father had was the original Invisible Man. And to recreate his uh, experience, he had lost his notes. So he just injected himself with every known drug and chemical. Ah, that's cool. Uh, in, the, in the movie, he went nuts because of the serum. Mm-hmm. That was the one thing H.G. Wells didn't like. H.G. Wells just wanted him to be a shitheel to be a shitheel. But H.G. Wells saw the movie? No, H.G. Wells wrote the, wrote the novel. Yeah, I know, but you like said he didn't like that. Yeah, they did that's that the, the one thing he didn't like about the film was the fact that like they made him a good guy who went insane from the serum. Yeah. Oh, this is like the 1930s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in the novel, Wells just had him being batshit crazy. Right. He was a bad guy. He's some scene. guy who wanted to find out how to be invisible. That's yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah. So I can watch the latest change. Yeah. So anyway, so Tim Russert makes them not Tim Russert. <laughs> Rest in peace. Yes, God, God. Well, that'd be cool if he if he wasn't dead, he would be now. I can see him popping up as like a uh, as a Star Trek guest star. He seems like a real fucking nerd. <laughs> so uh, what's his name again? Not Tim Russert. Tim Russ. Tim Russ. You're just Tim one Russ. syllable off. Tim Russ. Tim Russ is like, all right, get in the thing, you shapeshifting weirdo. So he shapeshifts and gets into the bucket, and then they just go be beating people up. Right. And they asked him, you know, after the guy put Odo in the bucket, he's like, did we find anybody else? And Tim Russ said, we ain't found shit. We ain't found shit. That was him too? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> That's amazing. He's had a wonderful career. He was the we ain't found shit guy? Yeah. <sighs> That's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why he's so demanding about his coffee orders. 
because he didn't find anything. He's real sad. Still looking. Still looking for that soy chai latte. Uh, I, see, I didn't know he was the We Ain't Found Shit guy. There was the heavy rumor that it was um, Sam Jackson, but that's not the case. Nope. Tim Russ. He also uh, auditioned for the part of uh, Jordy LaForge on TNG. Ah, Jordy LaForge. I'm glad he didn't get that because that guy is awesome, and this other guy sucks. <laughs> we Ain't Found Shit. Oh, I had no idea that was Tim Russ. Now it makes me kind of, now I'm torn. Like, I don't know if I want to like him now. So was he one of the assholes? No, no, I don't know if he was one of the assholes, but he was. Were they all white? Were all the assholes white? No, well, the, the, all the assholes, there was just lots of them. You didn't see all of them. The first asshole was white, though. But they all wore white. Yeah, I think one of them was cross-eyed. I said across his nose, not up it. And he's like, sorry, sir, I'm doing my best. <laughs> and he's like, oh, what does that mean? He's an asshole. I know that, but what's wrong with him? No. <laughs> oh man i watched that movie way too many times as a kid <laughs> how many assholes we got on the ship anyhow yo i knew it i'm surrounded by assholes <laughs> they keep firing assholes it's great that john hurt was in that movie and like recreated his alien scene <laughs> yeah. yeah that movie's brilliant yeah are they actually making a sequel to that that's what they say that's they what they said yeah. I, would, I would love it if they made a Spaceball sequel. That would be awesome. Only if Mel Brooks is running it. And Too bad that, John, John Candy can't be in it. Yeah, they could probably figure out a way. Yeah. <clears throat> Rick Moranis is great. Every, that movie's awesome. I might want to watch Spaceballs. That might make me feel better. Yeah. Rick yeah. Moranis is retired, so they got to find somebody else. He, I think he came back once his kids got growed. I haven't seen anything. I don't know. I hope so. Well, if he comes back, it would be Dark Helmet. I love, I love Dark Helmet. I bet she gives a great I bet, return to the cinema. I bet she gives great helmet. <laughs> That's such a great line. You don't even get that joke when you're eleven. No. <laughs> what if Donald Trump is President Scrooge? Would that be bad or good? Like what if I'd buy it, you know. Implausible. Yeah. President Scrooge is just uh the Edward G. LePetamane from uh, Blazing Saddles in Space. Kind of the same guy. Mm-hmm. Same guy. Just in space. So that make uh, Rudy Giuliani his dark helmet then? <laughs> <laughs> Chris Christie. Chris Christie, maybe. Yeah, I don't think he'd he fit in the costume. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be dark belly. He'd be pizza, pe- the pizza the Hut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, pizza's going to take out for you. Uh, <laughs> You really have seen this movie. I do. I, I, yes. <laughs> You're delicious. Yes, I've seen I've I've seen Spaceballs a million times. I've probably seen Spaceballs more than I've seen Star Wars, honestly. That's good. That's good. I can't remember the last time I've seen it. It's been so long. God, it's awesome. Yeah. Is is this one of the uh the space parody ones? That's the one with the Winnebago, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. John Candy and the Bon Jovi song where they're, you, you've got a nasty reputation. I've seen that movie so many times. It's ridiculous. Schwartz. Yeah. Yep. Schwartz. Oh, I love that movie. Check, please. It's great. It's great. Perrier. I always thought that was a great gag. <laughs> The cans of air. It's so awesome. Love that movie. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. But anyway, um, so yeah, so uh, he gets into the bucket 
wow, we haven't really gotten anywhere in this. Uh-uh. Uh, well, it's cool because I only watched 20 minutes on it, so I'm just stretching this out as well. We're halfway through what you've seen. Yeah. <laughs> Guy goes in the bucket. He stays in the bucket for a minute. You put him on the shelf. He's good. They put him in stasis. In, uh, what you call the uh, Lionel Luther. He shows up, and he's like a little pussy boy there. And he's like, hey, uh, don't don't hurt nobody because I haven't beat my son Lex yet. And then they all go on board. And take over the station. Yeah, he's a weird dude, man. I don't like that guy. Yeah. He's a strange cat, the uh, other dude with the dots on his head. And the yeah, dots. You know, he's rich because he's in charge. Yeah. And he's his pussy, but he's in charge of he's, two Klingons. He's got a bunch of Klingons who are. There's like three Klingons, and one of them's a white lady. And it's weird to see a white Klingon. Is that racist to say? Because she's not a Klingon, though. She's not a Klingon? I thought she was a Klingon. She just has weird shit on her forehead. Okay, I th- okay. so the weird shit turned me off then. So then is it still weird to see white Klingons then? Because normally they're people of color, POC. Yeah. Not the women. I think all the, all the uh, Star Trek Klingon women that I can remember have all been what? white women. What? So they... Yeah. So they said they voted for Hillary, but didn't secretly because exactly. they don't want to be called racist. Secretly, they voted for Duras. <laughs> I told everybody I was voting for Galron, but, but I voted for Duras. Yeah. All right, so um, so yeah, so the Klingon, spaces in this condition. Yeah, so the, so the Klingons are doing some Klingon shit, and there's just some. So is the white lady hanging out with the Klingons? Like, is she like? You know, is she's she hanging out with. Yeah, if you watch this episode, then you would really. She has big hoop earrings, and she's just kicking it. Cause she's, she's a former prostitute that used to be nice to uh, Pussy Boy. A weird guy? That is, that is true. She hooker? Yeah. yeah. And she, she really understood him. She's like pretty woman. Yeah. Oh, cool. So it's like pretty woman in space with, with prostitutes. Um, reverse because the prostitute makes him feel better about himself so he can, he can believe in himself enough to go uh, steal a, a symbiote. Well, they didn't really, to be fair, to, in my defense, they didn't really tell you in the first five minutes that this lady's a hooker. <laughs> well yeah but you can tell i bet you if you knew that you would have watched more i probably would have but i thought we were reviewing the other episode hookers in space that would have been a great flashback space hookers she's just blowing all these clay off <laughs> <laughs> she's blowing like nine dicks because there's four and a half dudes there i don't even think upn would have aired that episode <laughs> Well, I don't know. When the ratings kind of started to drop toward the end, they might have. Yeah. Well, because if there's four dudes, there's eight dicks and all those. Yes. She's a busy lady. All well, those one dude had an accident, but you know, it's all those balls. <laughs> so many balls. Yep. She's clanging them together like there's things on a desk. A metronome. Is that a metronome? No, no. It's uh, I know what you're talking about, though. The, the whole... T- yeah, yeah, she's just banging them together, watching them move. <laughs> oh, 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 Sixteen oh, oh, balls oh, banging oh, off each other. <laughs> we can barely see you, so it's just like a flurry of hands appearing. And just it's like those old Twizzler commercials. Remember those old Twizzler commercials? <laughs> With the floating hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that Twizzler mouth was creepy. What makes Mouse happy, bro? They're talking about dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, America, how I've missed you. (laughs) There he is. So, Ben, did you enjoy the World Series at least? Was it fun? 
Yeah. That's good. Uh, what was it? Uh, Mr. Podcast and uh, Dennis and I, I think, hosted the Twitter sportscast that night. Uh, yeah, I saw that. And then everybody yeah. climbed aboard in the eighth inning of game seven when <laughs> all hell broke loose. Everybody else so now you're board. here. Yeah. We did Dennis and I, to be fair, not to get too sports ball-y, but Dennis and I were talking about Chapman fucking that series up, and it was pretty awesome. Made for, made for some interesting sport games. Yeah. But anyway, so like – so this, so what? Ha, what's going on with Quark in in the bar with the other Klingon? Like he's trying to sell him. So what is he trying to sell him? Well, he had a side deal. He uh, was trying to yeah. sell him some. Uh, what was it there, Dennis? The isolinear rods or something? Uh, it's been about a month since I've seen this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's been a minute. I watched the other one too. He was selling him some something rods. But that was just a ruse that the Klingons had used at the behest of uh, Trill Boy. Trill boy. Now this Trill dude, um, he reminds me of that Martin Skeetal dude, the pharmaceutical guy. I yeah. can see that. Oh yeah. He's Is got that Wu Tang album too. Screlly. That's what he's doing. He's trying to get that Wu Tang record. <laughs> she keeps it in her worm pocket. <laughs> that's why nobody can listen to it. Yes. Wouldn't that be awesome if that's how Trills actually did store digital media? Like they stored their memories and their their uh, audio library in their worms. In, in the worm thing. Yeah. That's how, like, yeah, that's, that's the cloud. It's just a worm. <laughs> you want the Method Man worm. I saved it in the worm, son. And yeah, just actually, like, pull it out of your body. And, like, here it is. Could you upload it to my worm, please? <laughs> <laughs> they just shove the USB cable up your ass. The worm attaches. You're good. All right, I can't wait for this technology. So this dude is a real creep. Um, yeah. He, he kinda, he's definitely given off a uh, strange sex per vibe. Do you even know what he was there for? Like, yeah, did yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah. Because he was creeping me out. He was saying that he wants the thrill. And they're like, what are you talking about? And then he's like, Dax is not going anywhere. He's like, no, no, no. I want the worm inside that bitch. <laughs> like he was just going to cut her open and take the worm. That's really weird, man. Yeah. He, he misunderstood the whole tr- process of tequila and it was <laughs> tequila. Yeah. Now, when you think about it, this is like a really complex plan that needed a lot of things to come together to make it happen. Like who, who the doctor? Who go first? Yeah. First he had to know that, okay, she's going to be on this station in the middle of a plasma storm. So it'll be evacuated. So I can get on there with a small band of pirates to take control of the situation and Shear is going to be there and he'll help do the surgery and stuff. Like what kind of planning went into this? This is totally ridiculous. How did you know? And like, how did this dude think that Brigitte would know how to do this? Because this sounds taking a, a, a worm out of a lady and putting the worm in a dude sounds like a complicated process. Well, to be fair though, he stayed awake because he said, if you know, you run into any problems, I'll need to be able to guide you through this. You can't do, I mean, come on, baby. They got to put me under twilight dentistry to take out some gum. Motherfucker <laughs> ain't staying awake. Get the fuck out of here. They knock you out to do a colonoscopy. <laughs> yeah, that's basically a worm going in your body. So. Yeah. And I mean, you're talking about a big ass worm. <laughs> well, yeah, like he was kind of a big worm. I'm mean, big per. <laughs> he was probably getting off on the pain too. Like he wants to watch it happen. Now, what if the trill actually looked like big worm from a Friday? <laughs> <laughs> the phase on love. Dennis, <laughs> to make do some Photoshop. Make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> During the surgery, he's just pulling big worm out of. <laughs> what up, big worm? <laughs> 
does it do with a shower cap on? That would be amazing. How do we make this happen? <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Yeah, that'd be cool. What if every trill that came out was a character from the Friday trilogy? <laughs> like one of them would be Day Day, and then one of them would be Prig. I would I hope I'd have. I hope I'd have the Uncle Elroy one. Is he great? I love Uncle Elroy. And then when you hand the one over, you say, bye, Felicia. <laughs> this is an aspect of Trill Society that, that has been left out of the documentaries. <laughs> it's a recon, dude. It's a recon. This is the extended universe. Yeah, yeah. This is season like, eight of the Trills. <laughs> I think Star Trek, Star Trek Discovery is going to get more into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they don't know what they're doing anyways. No, they're obviously not. <laughs> I, I've, just for the record, I can go ahead and say now, I have now lost all hope with Star Trek. Yeah, the show is not coming out. Yeah, it's it's, it's just, I, I pray. Because I, I heard there was going to be like a two, two crews, one Klingon, one non-Klingon crew. It just, uh, this thing's gonna, not going to happen. It's a Klingon captain. There's a... Shoot a ship and I'm the captain. I'm the captain. Now, wouldn't doesn't that throw everything off though? If there's a Klingon captain on a like, how does that work? Because I thought Worf was one of the only and furries. He was the he was the first Klingon to serve in Starfleet. Well, I'm guessing that this, this event that's happening has to do with like the Klingon uh, war. I guess. Why do you keep war? air quoting everything, Dennis? That's not because it's going to happen. That's why. I thought you were it's having all imaginary. I was going to call nine one one. My friend is having an air quote seizure. He won't stop air quoting. <laughs> it's it's a happy Basically, body. Basically, he's doing, doing the Klingon war type stuff. He's doing the Montessori peace wave. That's a peace wave at my daughter's school. Oh, oh, really? <laughs> Wasn't that like a, a SNL uh, character that was doing air quotes for everything? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was years ago, though. It's like who was that? Was it Dana Carvey era or? That sounds about right. Oh no! Wait, was it uh, Chris Farley? So maybe I don't wash my <laughs> underarm. I don't have what you call personal hygiene. Yeah. No, that's what. That's um. That's uh. The Van yeah, Damme. Matt the- Foley, right? Yeah, Matt yeah. Foley. But I don't think it was he. The air- I know he did air quotes, but I don't know if yeah. he was the guy. Maybe who that's was what I'm thinking of. Necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder who invented air quotes. I don't know. Who is that genius? Probably the same guy who invented air guitar and air drums. Air drums and air guitar games. I bet it was Air Supply. (laughs) (laughs) Market cornered. (laughs) We got all your air shit over here, son. We got air drums, air guitar, air bass, air quotes. We got it all, son. That's what Perry Air, they had to get permission from Air Supply to use that in Spaceballs. From fucking President Scroob. Now, if you're going to buy your air guitar and your air uh, <laughs> drums, do you get an air quote? <laughs> See how much it costs? <laughs> Let's set up the online store now. <laughs> We're going to sell you some air shit. Yeah. Operators are standing by. <laughs> to take your credit card number. I didn't air quote that because I'm serious. <laughs> Give us <laughs> money. Yes, it is not going to be air money. <laughs> it's going to be real fucking... This would be Napoleon. US dollars, baby. Yeah. So, yeah. So, then I stopped watching after this part. I don't know what happened. So, <laughs> so you don't know what... what so, I'm going to assume everything worked out. <laughs> See, this is... Okay, look No, up. Dax is done. Dax dies. Yeah, this was her <laughs> last episode. Because <laughs> I saw her the next episode. That's so weird. Yeah. Did you? 
That must be a different time. Everything else is a flashback. J.J. Abrams done showed up and split the shit. <laughs> it was the flashpoint. I just want to go ahead and say, though, this is as far as Dennis's, Dennis and I got describing it to you last yeah, time. Exactly. No, I swear, to God, I, I swear to God I watched it. I did. You can check my Netflix. No, I'm just saying, though, but you can <laughs> watch it. You only watched it as far as we had described it. No, nah, son, because I was, on, like, I was on the thing, man, and we said we was going to watch the Kardashian episode, so I started watching that one. <laughs> Come on, why are, trying to, why are you trying to play me out? <laughs> and you gave up on it, Debbie. Nah, like, son, no, oh. no, nah, nah, and that didn't happen. Like, I was just, because then I was like, well, didn't we watch this? We reviewed this one already. I thought we did, and then well, I We started, started, but then you said, no, no, I want to watch this, so. I did, it here. sounds good. You know I what, I'm going to be, I'm gonna be honest with you. That dude, was, that dude was creeping me out. <laughs> he was giving me the willies. But see, that's the best thing, because when, when he gets the, they, they do the surgery, and they put the Dax worm inside of him, and then he gets, like, all this confidence, and yeah. he basically becomes Lionel Luther. No, nah, I get the fit now. Yeah. Yes, he's all... Yes. Now you're going to want to finish watching this episode. All right, maybe I will. But look, see, check it out. I'll watch it on my own time. No, okay. just watch it right now as we're talking about it. <laughs> Describe what up. you see. Hey, look, we'll wait. We're, we're sitting here and we'll wait. Hang on. It's like, see, look, I'll show you. Look, that's where I stopped. Look, hang on. What's this doing? <laughs> Whoops. Something went wrong. <laughs> Look, I see. I started. I stopped right around there, son. Look, see yep. four. Yeah, he does look really creepy there, standing behind. He's creepy looking. He was giving me the willies. <laughs> Why was? I don't, I don't think it's going to let you do it when you're sharing your screen. Uh-uh. Yeah. And that's day too smart Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it, iTunes won't let you screenshot when you. Uh, look, see, that's I watched fourteen or forty-five minutes. On 14, <laughs> right there, there it is. It's basically, a third of it. Yeah, bitch, I said I watched some of it. I thought... A violent plasma storm leads to the evacuation of Deep Space Nine, leaving a skeleton crew behind to maintain the station. That doesn't sound very interesting. No, that's why... I could have given a better description than that. And then this dude here who's like a creepy kind of... He's looking at O'Brien's ass right now, basically. He's like, I think he's looking, he's contemplating O'Brien's ass. There's a difference. I'm going to stick a worm in that thing, son. And O'Brien has to look on his face like, I'm going to get fucked in the ass, aren't I? Yeah. (laughs) Look at my hair. He's got a, he's got like a a shitty kind of Willem Dafoe thing going on. This guy. And I'm circling with my mouse. He's got the, uh, he's got the Lloyd Christmas haircut. So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm just looking at your the shows you watch while uh, uh I watch Deep Space Nine, I watch Bojack Horseman, which is surprisingly good. Yeah. I don't like um that guy. Paul F. Tompkins? No, the main Will character. Will Arnett, um, is he the main character? Yeah, I hate yeah. that guy. And then the office and then A Team and then my wife watched the Skin War show that was kind of dumb. And then Frasier. And then what else? Uh, conspiracies. Futurama is always fun. I didn't Star know Trek Futurama series. Yeah. <clears throat> and then here's hardcore pornography. I mean, <laughs> they don't do that on Netflix. Oh, what's that Joan Rivers show? Uh, Joan Rivers did a comedy special that I haven't watched yet because she's dead and I don't want to watch it. No, you just want it in your queue. <laughs> I'm going to watch it one day when I'm ready to accept the fact that she's dead. When is that f- supposed to be from? Because she looks pretty young there. 2000. Well, she's had surgeries done her whole life, Dennis. 
But I mean, I've seen her in her final years. She well, it was 2012. Like right before she passed away, though. If it was yeah, because she died in 2013, like early 13. Okay. I haven't watched it yet because, like I said, I'm not ready to come to grips with that yet. Gotcha. So there you go. So I watched 14 minutes of the episode, and I just showed it to you. So you know I just didn't say that. No, I'm just saying she didn't say it. I'm just saying you bailed out on it when you got to the part that Dennis and I had finished describing, and you said, oh, stop, stop. Don't spoil it. I want to watch this one. <laughs> this, is, this is the point where you told no, us to stop. No, I said, I don't remember that. <laughs> it was recorded. No, no, no. That didn't happen. I'm, I'm pulling a Donald Trump on you guys. No, I didn't say that. Look, I won't do you like – Wrong, 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 <laughs> wrong. I didn't say that. Wrong. You know, if I actually listened to the podcast, I would pull it up on my iPod. <laughs> I listen to it. It's very good. We're very fun. I, I was here person. for it. <clears throat> I was here for it too, but maybe it's a happy accident. I don't know. The guy was just giving me the willies, and then you said he got all confident and stuff, and that's creepy. Yeah. yeah. It's like an guys. infomercial for, uh, for trill transplants or something. Yeah, because he was all like, I studied my whole life and they told me I was unworthy. I was like, this is dumb. It's because you're fucking psychotic. <laughs> yeah, like this is not interesting. Like, this is I, like a uh, uh, somebody steals Superman's powers episode. You yeah. Know? And like, why would the, it's not like fucking, it's not like the nutty professor. Like, why would the trill being inside you make you more awesome? Like, what is that? Well, you, you absorb all the, the past personalities. So you develop a new personality when that happens. Yeah. So like then the what Kurt, is Kurzon Dax gets up in there and Schmerzon Dax Schmerzon <laughs> Dax all the all the Daxes man Laquisha Dax So what is our Dax like without that Dax in her is she like very docile and she kind is of dying Yeah cuz you can only live a certain number of hours after after yeah after, out of you. What is it after I forget how many hours <laughs> connected once the, yeah. the, the well, basically after uh, after 31 minutes essentially <laughs> is when you'll die okay however much time we have left in the episode so uh, so i take it that that dude dies then because no he wasn't merged long yeah. enough uh, okay like you have to you have to uh have to reboot totally for a certain sink. amount of time okay all right all right like it takes a while for all the files to sync okay so. it's, it's like when you put dropbox on a new computer mm-hmm. yeah. it takes a while it takes a little while for it all yeah. But once it does, if you remove Dropbox, then your computer will blow up. <laughs> you know, oh it's, in the, it's in the user agreement that nobody reads. <laughs> <laughs> but if you follow the link on my uh, homepage, you'll uh, get uh, 200 free gigs. All right, nerds, so tell me what happened. <laughs> no, uh, all right, so uh, he steals her trill. He's confident. He's going to zip off to the Gamma Quadrant and hide I know it. that part. I know that part. Right. Prostitute is uh, supposed to be joining so him there. And everything. She's really a prostitute. She is prostitute. <laughs> you are hell. Hello, prostitute. And so, why would uh, he bring a prostitute with him? I don't understand. Because she's why a prostitute with a heart of gold. Yeah. That that yeah, it's straight up the trope. Heart of gold. And uh, he was gonna. Yeah. He was rescuing her from her situation. So he, uh, so he actually is the guy that's going to take her away from all this stuff and done. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he, didn't, he didn't listen to Project Pat. You know, you're not supposed to save her. And, you know, since he's like socially awkward, she paid attention to him. He's going to marry the first thing that let him uh, fuck. And so, yeah. Let me all. bang you. Yeah. And then help me get a worm to put inside of me. 
<laughs> he, meant, he meant something else, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We'll be tried that too. So, <laughs> there's, there's a lot going on in this episode. Yeah. And so then, though, Cisco uh, is straight up like, oh, Curzon, mode buddy. Yeah, remember all the good times we had? Remember this? Remember that? Oh, yeah, good time. Remember when we discovered the wormhole? Because yeah. uh, yeah. now, now that, that this dude has all the old personalities, including Jed Zia's personality, he's trying to use those, some psychological warfare to make this guy give his trill back. Uh. Yeah. So that's basically what the episode is. I mean, the next yeah. 25 minutes is them, them doing that. Yeah. And meanwhile, Cisco's getting up in uh, Prostitute's head with uh, oh, you need his to- cock. Yeah. <laughs> and then after that, he's like, you know, he ain't gonna treat you the same. You know, I know Curzon. He he's uh, he's he's promised to he love me forever. Yeah, he he could he could care less. Yeah. Now that he's got confidence, he can get laid. Now, on his if own. you if you're in a relationship with the hooker, do you still have to pay for it? It depends. Why are you asking me? I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. It's a, I've never been in a relationship with a hooker. It's a question to a group, and it's more of like a hypothetical, guys. Guys, oh, everybody pay yes. really, of course, one way or another. I guess you pay <laughs> for the rest of your life. Yes. And you send them out of the country, you elect an anti-immigration president, and they still get right back in. It's all coming together for you, huh, Dennis? Everything is working out. (laughs) And I can always say, oh, Virginia voted for Hillary. It wasn't my fault. Oh, it ain't my fault. (laughs) Can I do that? That's right. I I recorded that song with Silk the Shocker and and, uh, uh, Mystical. Love that song. Oh, it ain't my fault. I'm gonna Sorry, that song is now illegal in Trump's America. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no late 90s rap is allowed. Fuck the police. That's early 90s. Oh, sorry. Well, that's that's still permissible. Oh. Silk to, is that Silk to Shocker? Yeah. Silk. There's two K's in silk. I see. He's, he's a rapper, man. I got to put two K's in there. Silk to shock. Two K's in rapper, so there's two K's in silk. I believe, is that from Charge It to the Game? I don't know. His debut album? <laughs> I know too much about Silk the Shocker. Yeah, I can tell. Apparently. <laughs> Bob has uh, space balls. You have yeah. Silk the Shocker. Well, I was in the Air Force. I enlisted in the uh, No Limit Army. I was a No Limit Soldier. So. I'm listening to it now. There's a lot of bad words in this song. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness. Oh, can you guys hear it? And no. most of it is wrapped very quickly. Oh, it ain't my fault. Yeah. Where's the Where's the the single that doesn't have all the bad words in it? The radio edit. Yeah. I don't know. Did they have one? You put songs, radio like, edit. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, some of these songs lose me with all the bad words. Like as much as I like Buster Rhymes, I, I sometimes he swears too much for me. That might be the whitest thing I've ever said. Do you mean he swears like he says too many curse words, or he's always saying, "Man, I swear, I swear, I'm Buster Rhymes." Can I do that? I swear, I'm Buster Rhymes. What a hit though! It referenced Urkel. It made Urkel relevant in the hood. <laughs> <laughs> Was it Urkel always relevant in the hood? Yeah, I don't know. I can't say. I've never been to Chicago where he lived. 
I've never been to the hood. That's not true. I have been to the hood to buy drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Grew up in the projects of Gurney Mills. But yeah, so is this episode any good? Because I'm going to tell you the first 14 minutes of it were not worth watching. (laughs) It's actually pretty good. I mean, there's not really a whole, I think, I mean, there's not a whole lot that happens really. It's mostly a bunch of mind fucking going on. But it's it's pretty interesting, I guess. Right. I'll have to go back and watch it. I can't really remember how it, <laughs> they, they tricked this guy. Okay, like, so, he's like Mr. Uh, Mixelplick or whatever. They make him say his name backwards, and he has to give the trail worm back. Well, like. no, because uh, <laughs> o, uh, Quark fakes an injury mm-hmm. to get to sick bay. Okay. And right. then he helps uh, Odo oh, no, get out of stasis. Well, he helps Bashir take down the Klingon. Come on, man. For sure ain't taking down no Klingon. Well, he, uh, With a Ferengi, he can. Fruitcake. <laughs> that was pretty funny because Cork uh, went straight old school Ferengi and it was like a monkey on the Klingon's back at one point. Really? So they reconned it for... <laughs> for so that, that was pretty good. But then uh, after they take out the second Klingon, they uh, take uh, Odo out of the bucket because it was all locked up. And then using Odo, they're able to uh, stop you know, take down the gang or whatever. And then the girl finally flips on the guy just as he's leaving. Cause she figures out he's leaving in a runabout. And yeah. My ass. Yeah. He changed the plan. Like they were supposed to leave together or something like that. Or she was supposed to leave first and he was going to meet her. But then he's like, no, 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 I'll go first. And then you can come later and meet me at this undisclosed location. So, but I mean like, why would he change the plan? That doesn't make sense. He's going to ditch your ass. Yeah, he can he can fuck anybody now. But what is? But why would he? Okay, all right. So everything that your man uh, Cisco was saying was coming to fruition. Yes. Yeah. So his loser personality was okay with being with a hooker, but once he got all his other trill personalities, they're like, man, you can do so much better than this. We, we can't. It's, it's, it's like throwing a hot dog down a hallway, buddy. We, <laughs> I mean, come on, baby. We need some friction, baby. Jet Z is speaking. She got all them shits, all them disease, all them space diseases up in that space pussy of hers, Jack. There's all kinds of stuff in there. Like a cesspool. How can you kiss that mouth? All them dicks. You beat up all them dicks. <laughs> all them dicks, dicks. All kinds of alien dicks up in there. Yeah, man. Gross. So, like, so if you took a trill that was a, a, a racist, you would become a racist, too? <laughs> well, that aspects of it depends. Uh, so if the symbiote was the, the racist, you would get aspects of that. Uh-huh. If, like, if you're a racist and you have a symbiote in you and then we take it out and we put it in Dennis, and then Dennis would have the, Dennis. the memories that you would have. <laughs> Who makes some memories, Dennis? I, I demand it. a direct interface. <laughs> <laughs> put it in, you make some memories. Yeah. See, see, I think that's why they have this uh, screening process to make uh, sure that you're, you're not, not a racist. racist before they give you the worm. They don't yeah. want you have to pass all these psychological tests. Now, do you think? Do you think you have to be able to do the worm to get? The worm? <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, you know, it should be part of the test. It shouldn't be a hundred percent. They bring you into a room that just has like padding on the floor. They're like, okay, and this thing, they don't even tell you. They just go, well, no. They, they start know. playing like some fat boy songs and like go do it, man. And then you have to you have to protest your love for Dennis Rodman, who was the worm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this should be an episode. <laughs> 
the, the trill like the trill uh, initiation process. Yeah, like you have to you have to out rebound Dennis Rodman. You have to do the actual worm. That's tough. Even now, it would be tough to out rebound Dennis Rodman. Yeah, but even with him in a wedding dress. Yeah. I'm trying to think, it's a mother so tall worm related things. Yeah, but he's pretty drunk at this point, so he might just fall over. Just get him to talk about his childhood. He'll, he'll curl up in a ball and start crying. Um, what are there some worm related things? Uh, we already got the guy from Friday, big worm. Yeah. We got the worm, the actual dance. We got Dennis Rodman. Um, what are some? Hmm. Yeah, that's the things that you have to you have to know a lot about worms. Yeah, you have to know uh, Oscar the Grouch's uh, worm friend. <laughs> yeah. Isn't he called Wormy? What's his name? Wormy. <laughs> There's the worm on Adventure Time. Wasn't there a worm on U.S. Acres, the other half of the Garfield show? There was. There was indeed. That was a good show, U.S. Acres. I like U.S. Acres. I'm a hard time remembering that. that his failed uh, comic strip? When Jim Davis was doing Garfield, um, there was like two – it was 22 minutes. There was two Garfield bits, like uh, two Garfield shorts, and then a U.S. Acres show, which was a – like a show about a, f- a bunch of animals on it a It was farm. Animal Farm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, isn't it Animal Farm? I don't know if it was. I mean, could he do that without getting sued? No, I mean, it's it's not actual Animal Farm, but isn't it the same? We never saw people, and it's just animals running a farm. It was animals, Animal Farm without the communism. So it was all the stuff that made Animal Farm awesome out of it. <laughs> yes. Know? Just basically talking animals. Yes. There was, there was the egg that was, what was it? It's basically what Word World the eggs. Yeah, the egg. The egg was cool. Yeah, because he had legs. He had the. Yeah, he hadn't decided to hatch yet. It's, yeah, it was good. I mean, I thought U.S. Acres was pretty strong. Uh, okay. Yeah, I remember the egg. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I wasn't really a big Garfield fan, so. Mm. I loved the. I, I, watched I, I used to read the more. shit out of those Garfield books, man. They were great. Heathcliff was better. And I thought Heathcliff. Oh, shit. That's, that's my my preferred orange cat. See, oh, see, Heathcliff had his had his show on ABC. And Garfield was on CBS. Yeah. So there's a lot of. But I will say that the newspaper in my in my in Virginia Beach, um, the the Virginia Pilot Ledger Star on Sundays they carried Peanuts was the first strip and Garfield was the second strip. So that mm-hmm. was on the front page. That that was it. Yeah. I don't even remember Heathcliff being in the newspaper. It was a one panel. Oh, it was one oh, panel. Yeah, yeah. Yep. like uh, Hank Gar the Horrible. And, fa- and family circus, family circus, and that Marmaduke and uh, Far Side, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. Okay, so it's like with the crossword puzzles and whatnot during the week. Mm-hmm. So, Possibly, is, yeah. Did anyone actually enjoy Family Circus? Sometimes I liked it. Sometimes too. It gets, Not me. <laughs> get it? <laughs> Everybody um, under thirty is probably going to have to look up and see what Family Circus is, but. It was what Bill? Who 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 That's did? That's a Bill? good Family Circus reference. Wasn't it Bill Keen? And then <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. His, his son took over. Yeah. And they held like the the voting block on the uh, National Cartoonist Society, and so Old Man Keen is who kept web comics out for so long. He refused to allow any kind of huh. digital comics in. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Fuck that some bitch. What do you care? You don't make cartoons anymore. You write bear erotica. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> 
You should do a bear erotica webcomic, Ben. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Where bears in the city. Yeah, where bears, dude. Like a where bear webcomic. That would be a web bears, dude. That would be hot to death, son. <laughs> bears having sex with each other. <laughs> Turning other people into bears. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. How does it work? Do they turn them into bears or do they turn them into gay men? How does it work? I think when you fuck, when they fuck them and then both man, both. so they, it's a gay bear that fucks another bear and then turns that bear into a gay man when the moon is full. No, does the moon have to be full? Man, so their dicks have to be. <laughs> same, thing, same, same thing. You see a full moon, you get a hard dick. It's, it's... <laughs> that's the sound you make when you. It's like oh. But yeah, man, you should draw that. That would be a good webcomic. Yeah. About bears having bear sex. I'm, like, I'm not good at drawing bears. Well, now you just have to draw muscular men. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think anybody here read my comic if you think my art could ever get that good. I, I liked your artwork. I thought for it what. It takes a little extra shading to make it look muscular. And uh-huh. Harry, for what you were doing, I think it worked really well. I enjoyed your comic. Yes, so did I. You know, you, it's not like you were trying to draw like Todd McFarlane or fucking, you know. No, actually, I, I was trying. Neil Adams. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to, to do the Todd McFarlane style. What came out was what I got. So. I liked it. It's supposed to be America. In, in, in one strip, I actually did perspective. Burr! Yeah, it ate up a week. So. I'm telling you. That shit again. Do you. Let me draw your gay bear. <laughs> I'm terrible. So, so here's what needs to happen. Ben, you just write a script for a webcomic. And I'll try to ben draw our, Yeah, you draw it or our listeners. You post it on the, on the Facebook. <laughs> and anybody who's listening can draw and submit. You can have a tryout. <laughs> a submission. Now can I have every issue or every uh, strip or whatever it's going to be end with somebody fucking a tangerine? And like, <laughs> Well, I mean, hey, it's your vision, man. <laughs> you have complete creative control here. Yeah, you have carbolage. I don't think we can tell you how to write your game. Like, but how you, are, you are the werebear erotica expert. Wouldn't so. you want the tangerine to kind of fuck you because then you can stick it up your butt? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then every at the gag at the end of every cartoon could be, who wants juice? And you squeeze your butt together. <laughs> 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 it's a nice play on words because we don't know if he's talking about like juice or he's a Jew and you know it's like who wants to I wasn't talking about Jews, Ben. I mean get, come on. Well, hey, 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 hey. He's a creative genius here. So I, I think, I, I think I'm the subject matter expert on this. So just, right. I'm, I'm working with it. I'm right. Jews and juice and werebears. Yes. <laughs> Jewish werebears with tangerines in their ass. <laughs> this yeah. could go somewhere. <laughs> I can think of the great art that will come out of Donald Trump's presidency, and this could be the first example of it. This is a resistance. You're not doing this because you're into gay erotica. You're doing this because it's a resistance. Mm-hmm. Think about it that way. Yeah. So now do I get to it's wear a, a beret? Oh, yeah, you can wear a beret. I don't give a okay. fuck. I thought you would anyway. You know, yeah. What a beret and a scarf. <laughs> a beret, a scarf, and a cock in your mouth. That's what I thought you'd do. I mean, I don't know. It's an art thing. It's what Jenny does. Why can't I? <laughs> yeah. You need to draw the comic. I, I'm not drawing your comic. You guys, go fight.
We're not fighting. Don't you're fight. here. We only fight when we're left alone with Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> don't leave me with them. Uh, Dennis, I gotta go. I gotta no. go. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> oh, miss you guys. We should do a show sometime. Miss you too, man. We just did one. Oh shit. No, I mean like an in-person one next time we all get together. I will. I don't know when I'm coming back to Virginia. Are you, are you coming for Tidewater Comic Con? Tidewater Comic Con? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know what's happening. I'm confused about life at the moment. Hmm. I'm in a... Uh, Sounds like you need some wear-bear therapy. Uh, I'm at a crossroads, bro. <laughs> wear-bears. I'll see you at the crossroads. I don't know what's happening. My... Where bears? Maybe you need a chill worm inside of you. Mm. I mean, that's Jenny. Yeah, those seem to solve really a lot hot. of problems. Or a tangerine, either the mm. chill worm or a tangerine. Either one can make your dreams come true. Mm. I got some. Uh, I don't think he listens to the podcast. So I don't care. But I had some dude who we all know. Here, I'll show you. This kind of Ben. Did you used to get stuff like this? It kind of pissed me off. I'll show you. Like, it's just that easy. Like, what I do is that easy. Like, you're an idiot. Why would I help you? This dude told me today, he's like, hey, Bob, I've been thinking about making a children's book like you did. Wanted to know what steps you took to make it a reality. Like, making a fucking comic book is easy. Like, I just like, hey, I pulled this right out of my ass. And here's a comic. Fuck you. I wish I had, like, 50 bucks for every time somebody said, hey, can I just ask you how to set up a podcast? Like, just tell me how you do it. Just... Tell me everything from start to finish. How do, you, how do you do a podcast? You go on Google and you look the shit up. Yeah. Well, first That's you, what I did. First you join a uh, cartoonist group. Okay. And then you... Uh, Never go to the meetings. It's a very long con. Yeah. Then after uh, the guy stops showing up, you track him down and find out that he does <laughs> trivia at this Wings place. So then you start doing that. Right. Yeah. That's how you do it. Yeah, yeah it worked out pretty well. Or you can just wait till one of your friends starts a podcast and then join them. Uh, I mean, we, I, you know what? I would, what you, I did. You guys are the best. You're the best. We're the best. Here's a picture of the first lady naked. Oh, I thought you were going to share the story. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I was like, oh, well, hang on. Hang on. Sure. And is she being uh, accosted by a werebear? No, she, no, not yet. Is there a tangerine in her ass? Or is that what happened on her wedding night? <laughs> she was accosted by a tangerine. There you go. There she's nude. It was this during her? Uh, this is when she got her doctorate in architecture, right? This is her thesis. <laughs> Why does it keep sliding up this page? I don't know. Am I moving it? Yeah, it keeps moving. I'm moving um, something. Wait now. <laughs> That's the first lady right there. <laughs> that like odd shadow between her legs was really bothering me. So you see, you think it's Photoshopped? No. Well, it, I don't know. Her face almost looked Photoshopped, but that shadow, it looks like she's peeing out like a dark ribbon or something. Or like yeah, I, I thought she had like a cloth in between her legs too. I yeah. totally did. Into, like when you said that, I thought, what? She's got, all right. I think it might be fake because if you look at the uh, URL there, it does say like strip equals all like that's a uh, like a uh, parameter that's being fed into a program to remove her clothes. <laughs> like they're, her they're like superimposing her onto a different body. I guess oh, I, could, I like what they did with the Palin thing. I could ask yeah. my wife. She would know. 
at least they were respectful enough to uh, blur out the nips. Well, you know, it's the yeah. first lady. Yeah, you show some fucking uh, respect. It's the first yeah, you show lady. Show some respect to the first lady who gets yeah, naked. Picture was from last night. So. <laughs> show some respect to the first lady who gets nude on the internet. Remember when uh, oh, Michelle Obama showed her arms, her naked arms, and white people went ape shit? Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah anyway. Sleeveless shirts are now banned. Yes. White people. On black ladies, <laughs> yeah, but if you're white, if you're a white European lady, you just take off all your clothes and be a whore. Yes, that's that is the, the commandment. Top and yeah. head to Walmart. Yeah. So, uh, that's so what you mean by extreme vetting? <laughs> take off your clothes and be a whore. So hey, that's the price for a green card. <laughs> so, what do you guys think of the episode? I uh, liked it. It was One. six and a half. Six and a half. Janny, what about you? It was all right. I'll give it a six. Dennis? Yeah, I'll say it's a six. It's a pretty good episode. All right. What do you give it? Like a, a Incomplete. three? Incomplete. Incomplete. <laughs> give it an I. Give it, I got the old I. Can't spell oh. Melania without an I. I love, I love you guys. Oh. Um, you guys are, are great. This podcast is great. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Now we'll get back uh, to doing it once a week again. Yeah. Uh, baseball and all that shit. Election, baseball. We're, yeah. we're good now. And I, and I Election, baseball, America. It's all over. <laughs> yeah. It sucks that America is going to end before we finish the podcast. I thought it would be the other way around. <laughs> now, do we have a contingency plan for like you know setting this up like in, in an undisclosed location? In the bunker. Yeah. I mean, why I mean, is is Torres' bunker uh, still available? Well, I, I've already got a room at Camp X-Ray, so <laughs> hopefully I get Wi-Fi there. Listen, to be fair, we're all safe, except yeah. Dennis. <laughs> and honestly, Dennis, uh, I remember you skipped a lot of shows back in the day. Yeah. There's a, there a while there where we, you know, you were... Yeah. Something's you know, going on. I don't know. People are just talking. They're saying something was happening. Dennis, uh, the, all, the one thing I will say is um you could look white i guess is the- <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> like we can uh, pass we foundation we're, we're good we can but you're yeah you're yeah it's like a, a like sicilian or something like that yeah, you're mm-hmm. italian get like a, a mario Denzio. your new name is denzio <laughs> <laughs> what i'm saying dennis is you got a lot of checks in the wrong boxes buddy <laughs> If you guys need to hide in our closet, let us yeah, know. Yeah, totally. Now, I am a, a uh, honorably discharged veteran, so hopefully that'll get me some credit. Nah, you were the, you were I'll, get, I'll get like an extra 30 minutes of exercise time. Yeah, ask the cons how that worked out. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, yeah. We'll be, we'll be okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you know, hey, I'm not worried. Nobody else should be that worried. I, I can't. I can't, I don't know what's going to happen. I can't imagine it being too terrible because I can't imagine him being allowed to govern at all. Like how, like his own party hates him. Like how is he going to govern? Yeah. And besides there's like 48 Democrats in the Senate. So everything's going to get filibustered, anything controversial. We know how to do that. 
Yeah, I mean, so I don't know. We, we use the playbook that the GOP has used the last. And and I mean, like, do you think John McCain's ever gonna go with? You know what I mean? You think McCain will be like, oh yeah, Trump's cool. I'm good with that guy. He said I'm an idiot, and I got captured. <laughs> like he doesn't like people who get captured. Yeah, that guy's fine. You know, like Paul. I mean, Ryan, McCain's good for six years, so he doesn't have to worry about the next election or anything. So Paul Ryan refuses to say the guy's name. Like he just won't mention him. Like I don't understand. Like how it's any, like he's uh, Voldemort or something. I don't know how any of this yeah. is gonna work. Like I just don't get it. I did hear something pretty disheartening today that I, I'm sure I heard before, but it, I just blocked it out. That uh, Ben Carson is one of the people who's probably going to be in the cabinet somewhere. <laughs> just like, no, no, no. He's going to be the butler. <laughs> oh, okay. It's like Ben Benson. Yeah. We, did you watch this? You had the, the, the wackadoodle governor, and then you had the sassy black guy that worked down in the kitchen. Yeah, so he's going to be the butler for a while and then eventually become the vice president. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. When Trump gets impeached. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's in the plan for the first 100 days of the administration. Well, I mean, he's got to get, to get, he's get to inauguration day because he's got like two trials coming up. Yeah, civil trials. And one I think that one, that child rape one has already been withdrawn or whatever. So uh, well, that's good. I don't really it's kind of sad that there was even like a child rape trial. No, it's it's good. People are like, yeah, you can't believe the mainstream media. <laughs> that's my thing, is it, how you gotta feel if you're the person who loses to the guy who's waiting on his child rape trial to start. Yeah. Well yeah, print America basically. And guess what? <laughs> Pick the right person for that, I guess. <laughs> like, but Hillary couldn't beat Obama in 2008, so the DNC put in all these kind of fail saves to make sure that she would win in 2016. Is this kind of their own doing? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, of course. Do like, you think Bernie could have beat Trump? I don't. I don't know. I mean, like. I was telling I was telling Stephanie yesterday like Barack Obama brought out a group of people that probably have never voted historically before. He brought out like mm-hmm. huge numbers of African Americans. Donald Trump brought out huge numbers of really angry white people. I think, I think Hillary like, also brought that out. Uneducated yes. white people though. And I think Hill and I think no. a lot of people and I, I'm and I'm gonna say this, I think a lot of people told their friends, Oh yeah, I'm voting for Hillary, but then went in that booth and voted for Trump because they hate Hillary Clinton. Yeah. And they didn't want to be ridiculed on social media and like by their coworkers. So, oh yeah, I voted for Hillary. Yeah, I think sure. I think uh, Bernie probably would have ended up being like, uh, um, you know, he wouldn't have really hammered away at all the stupid things that Trump was doing the way that Hillary was trying to do. Like when when the debates would happen, Bernie would actually try and talk about his policies and the uh, you know the actual topics, and it would just turn off a lot of people. Like a lot of the people who like him would be energized by it. But a lot of other people, you know, they wouldn't be interested in it. Mm. So, I, don't know. I don't think it would be a, he would have gotten as enthusiastic. But he was just likable. You know, he was just a grumpy old man. And you're like, oh, that's, that's my. He's, he's not the bitter racist one. Yeah, I just don't. I just. He's the nice uncle. And then Donald's the mean drunk uncle. And then I was reading and I was like watching PBS's coverage of it yesterday. And like some of the states that Hillary lost that were Democrat when Obama was running, she didn't even go to, like they said, she didn't even go to Wisconsin. Like she didn't step foot in there. She just took it all for granted. It seemed like she was, mm-hmm. she got cocky. Yeah. And she got her ass handed to her. Yeah. 
Uh, and like, do you think this is a women problem or is this a Hillary Clinton problem? Because I've heard people saying like, they think it's a, like I was talking to some moms today at school and they were saying they think it's a women problem. Like America won't elect a woman. I think this, it, I think it's just that woman. Yeah. I think it's more Hillary Clinton than being a woman, but she still had an uphill battle just because of her gender. Because I think like a lot of women who you would think would vote for Hillary Clinton, suburban white moms didn't do it because they hate her. I mean, if you think about it, uh, Obama got elected and he's a black guy who a lot of people think wasn't born in this country. <laughs> he's from so, Africa. so, I mean, I don't think it's impossible for a, a woman to get elected. He's a black dude. He's a black dude with a Muslim sounding name who yeah. they were saying is from Africa. Yeah. <laughs> and but, he, I mean, not only did you have Hillary Clinton and all the baggage that came along with her, but Bill, like, you know, every time she would say something, it's like, oh, remember when Bill did this other thing? Yeah. You know, so she had to like fight against yeah. that too. Yeah. It's like she had her own shit and then she had to try to deal with Bill's old shit too. And I think people just hate the Clintons. Like they just, people just think they're. Yeah. I think more people voted against Hillary than voted for Trump. I kind of, I kind of believe that. Yeah, I think so too. I hope so. Yeah. But when you're, when the only major newspaper that endorses you is the one of the Ku Klux Klan. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> you know, like I saw a commercial online. David Duke was running a commercial, and he was like Donald Trump, and I believe the same things. And it's like, oh my god, this is crazy town. <laughs> and then you're talking about a guy who couldn't keep a reality show on NBC. Like his show got canceled for low ratings and now he's the president of the United States of America. And he's pissed off because it's going to hold up his plans for Trump TV. He could, I mean, he could do that when he, when he's not president. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. He's going to have to wait four years now. Do you think it's not going to take that long? It'll be, he'll get repealed. Hopefully people, cause I mean like, he's not going to wait. Like he just duped a bunch of people. Oh, I'll, I'll get your jobs back. I'll bring jobs back. How is that going to happen? You're not going to be able to wave a magic job wand. Like we were talking about this today. <laughs> like he wants to bring job. all these, all these rust job, all these rust belt jobs back. These steel jobs, they're all gone. They're gone. Like I read this article at NPR where like they opened up a new steel plant in, in Pennsylvania and the 5,000 people that used to work there no longer work there. It's 400 people cause it's all automated and all the jobs are computer jobs. They're not like mm-hmm. a computer took your job. A computer took your place, daddy. That's hard times. These jobs ain't never yeah. coming back. Yeah. You know, so like what's going to happen when these people, well, they'll just eliminate the minimum wage and then they can afford to hire more people. <laughs> no, I know. It's, it's, <laughs> I know. Get rid of get rid of union protections. Yeah, and just you know, what's gonna happen? We'll lose a few fingers, but it'll be okay because I'll have a job at least. Like, what's gonna happen? Like, if he renegotiates all these trade deals, like he said, I'm gonna get tough, and all of a sudden, a, uh, a Chinese TV, a TV made in China, cost eight thousand dollars. You know, I say it like mm-hmm. it's just dumb. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. most of it won't happen. I know, but it's stupid. And but, uh, um, and the thing is, most when you talk to most people about it, they go, "Yeah, he can't do that. Oh, he won't yeah. do that." Then why I the did, hell did you vote for? I did uh, talk to somebody today through Twitter who is who voted for Trump. Um, I don't know if you guys know her or not, but uh, I won't say her name. Well, say it, and I'll <laughs> but, take it out. Huh? No, because I, I don't know her last name. Her first name is April, but I don't know her last name or whatever. Okay. But I was just asking her because she was like. She had tweeted this morning, like she 
feels like a, a better American today than she did yesterday. So I was like, so what are you looking forward to in the next, you know, four years or whatever? Not having to talk to you. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know her. She's, she's a nice person. Um, but whatever. But, uh, you know, she was like repealing Obamacare, which, okay, yeah, I get it. Like, if you're a conservative or whatever, you don't like socialized medicine <laughs> and uh you know stuff like that but then basically what it boiled down to is he's not a politician so he's unpredictable and i'm just like uh, i don't know if unpredictable is the best thing when you have to do yeah. in other countries i don't think so people talk- were telling me that that's what kim jong-un is <laughs> predictable and he's people not necessarily telling- a, a good reputation it's good that he's president because he's promised to bring change. He's going to bring change to the country. And I said, if I bring a gallon of gasoline and douse your desk with it and light it on fire, I have now literally changed your office. Wait, and the other guy got in trouble for saying he would grab <laughs> yeah. a pussy and you'd get in trouble for saying that? It was just, I was just talking to another uh, department head, so we're fine. Uh, okay. You guys are the uh, the elites at your work. Holy class. <laughs> We're the royals. The royals, yeah. Yes. We're the the cream of the crop, so to speak. We just, shut the door and use uh, inappropriate terms at times. That's what America has become. America has become like the guy who's running for president uses language that white people use when minorities aren't around. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. And he's not afraid to say it on TV. It's like it's, I, 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 this guy. I just want to say though, Bob, you just messed up again, and I know it's hard to accept, but he's not the guy running for president. That's right. He's the guy who's actually the president-elect. It's very hard to to deal with this. I think a lot of us are in denial. Like I woke up this morning and I checked Twitter first thing. I said, "I said, holy shit!" Like I couldn't. I mean, I went to bed at one thirty, and even then, I was like, "There's this. I can't believe it. Like I can't believe it." It's kind yeah, of like think, evil Christmas. Like instead of waking up and finding good things, <laughs> <laughs> of shit. <laughs> on your tree. <laughs> I like how from now on November 9th is going to be evil Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you wake up to a giant pile of shit in your front yard. Yeah. It's right there in the living. It's on the dining room table. Happy, like, happy evil Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark, trademark, trademark. (laughs) (laughs) Time was a man couldn't run for president if he was a tangerine. (laughs) Start working on the evil Christmas cards to send out. It just sounds fun to say evil Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Uh oh, evil Christmas is coming. Steaming piles of shit. Happy evil Christmas. Go fuck yourself. You don't don't want to open that advent calendar. (laughs) That's not chocolate. It's little chocolate Santas. No, no, Bobby. Pile of shit. This is, but I mean, like, is this what, I mean, is this what, I, I don't know. I'm just so, it's so bummy. But how much do you think things will really change? Like, that's my question. Like, I think, I think the economy is going to get really bad. I mean, <laughs> it's tanked yesterday. Gonna, yeah, I, I think, but I, I think that's the only thing that's really going to change. So what you're saying is you should probably take your 401k out of the stock market. For Thanks, for yeah, you should have done that uh, three days ago. Yeah, six, five, four. You should have right done that like ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, here's what's going to happen. Okay, the people who supported him, huge, that, 
that fringe, that deplorable basket of people. They're not really a fringe when they uh, win a <laughs> national election. Right. But I'm saying, you know, because you know, you've got all these Republicans that voted just because there's a fucking R in front of the guy's name. And those people need to be drugging the streets and shot because they're fucking retarded. That's what I, the cards I'm, 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 I'm not disagreeing with you. They're just so, okay, think about it. Power. Five goddamn minutes, you fucks. All right. So besides those cunts, all right, what you got to worry about then is these fucking tree fuckers that's fucking coming their sister's asses all the goddamn time because all they fucking do is sit around drinking goddamn moonshine that they ran through a fucking radiator with goddamn lead lining and they're so fucking retarded, these red pieces of fuck. Okay, man. Now those fuckers. Now see the thing that I don't like. This is like a this is like a self shocker. Those fuckers are the ones that you got to worry about because now they fucking feel empowered. Now they fucking are going to be dropping in bombs everywhere. They're going to fucking grab pussies left and right because they fucking can. Because well, what the fuck you going to do about it? Fucking president said it's okay now. Fuck you. Now even if we still have laws that say bitch, settle the fuck down. That would be the law. It would say bitch, settle down. They're not going to be able to do it because I mean, I, House Resolution Thirty Two empowered. I I mean I that's what yeah I agree with that. That's that's something. So that, fuck a motherfucker for voting just because it had a goddamn R in front of the. Well, well she might kill a baby. Yeah, this motherfucker's going to kill a country. So fuck you. Well, the thing fuck is, every goddamn one of you. If I see you in the street, walk the other goddamn way. I don't. If you're at a con with me, fuck you. After you buy some of my materials, so, <laughs> no, don't buy a fucking thing from me. I agree. I mean, now, see, now I'm sorry, but that's I've I've tried to stay out of the fucking thing all goddamn day, but that's why I've stayed off social media all day. All right, I've tried to I've tried to fucking be nice about it, but fuck it. All right. The one thing, the one thing that I find very interesting about this is white people are madder than black people about this because we're kind of used to it. It's like, just, used to being disappointed by elections. Ben, I mean, Ben brings up a good point, even though you're swearing, but you're just, I just I'm feel sorry. like you're, you're doing it all wrong. Like you're just, you're, you're, it just doesn't sound right. You're, you are over fucking. Yeah, you're over fucking things. You're I'm over just, fucking things. I but I get, I mean, but you're exactly right though. Like this, this kind of behavior in an election cycle has now been legitimized and kind of seen as, okay because republicans were too cowardice to to say hey man no like like paul ryan wouldn't say his name but he didn't go i'm not fucking supporting this guy and there's no way you know like the the republican party didn't pull away from him because they were so mad with power because they thought they they had an inkling of a chance to win that they just accepted it so they kind of made their own bed so they 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 also saw you know 16 other republicans get wiped you know wiped away by him in the primary so i mean there's like minorities in this country kind of already knew it but there's not really like a minority of racist bigoted misogynist people in this country it's like the standard for the world so it's not something that's unique to the united states it's not something that's you know kind of weird it's just kind of human beings how we are so society's set up this way so, I mean, we're trending in the right direction, but it's still going to take a long time before ever, you know, it's the majority of people are actually decent human beings. It just sucks. Like it's we're just... going in the right direction. It really doesn't. Yeah, I mean, we are. Like, there's a lot less slavery in the world now than there was 200 years ago. 
But there's a lot of people that are just like now people just mostly say nasty things to each other. People don't mostly do nasty things to each other as much as they used to. But now I'm afraid that's going to change. I don't think so. Like it won't like not it won't be uh, endorsed by the government. Like people are going to go out and do crazy and stupid shit at a higher rate than they have recently, but it'll taper off because, you know, eventually the norms of society will have to reestablish themselves. I just don't know where that bar is now. Like, are you going to see like a local candidate speaking like Trump does? Well, I mean, is think about gonna, it. Is that going like, like, I'm saying is Donald Trump's behavior on the, on the election cycle, is that going to be the new norm for politics? Because it's already kind of gross and dirty anyway. It's going to be fad. Like having someone who, I mean, you know. I I think at some point, I mean, because there are, you know, kind of like not all Republicans are murderers and rapists. You know, some of them I I feel are good people. Yeah. Um, Eventually they'll reach a point like they, they just wanted to beat Hillary mostly this time. So if another candidate goes up against a different Democrat or a different some, you know, whoever Republican in a primary and tries to run the same game. I don't think it's going to work because people are going to be like, eh, our skin is starting to crawl, like having to do this too many times. Like it was, they were willing to take the plunge to beat Hillary, but I don't know if that's necessarily something that they would do again to beat somebody else. Do you think, so you think that Trump was the only candidate that could have beaten Hillary? No, no. I think probably half the Republican field could have made it close just because people would have, like you said, they would have voted for the R. They wouldn't really have cared who the candidate was. And that that alone would have made it close. But the white nationals that kind of came out like out of the woodwork for Trump, the people, the, the, the fringe, they might not have voted. they They wouldn't have voted for Ben Carson. You know, I mean, they would have they, voted for Bobby Jindal. Would they have voted for like Marco Rubio? Would they have voted for Bush? Like because, or they have voted for Bush? Or are these kind of just drain the swamp types who are just like, <laughs> yeah. And that's that is the interesting thing though. Like, um, rallying call for Trump supporters never was you know, you know, get better trade deals, bring back our jobs. It's always was like build the wall. Yeah. put her in jail you know it's these reprehensible things that you shouldn't be expecting a president to do once he gets in office he's so. giving his acceptance speech and somebody yells out kill obama yeah i don't get yeah i don't i don't <laughs> did he say anything about it or he just no he kept his son if you've seen the video his son what is it baron trump is standing there and the guy's like kill obama and the kid's face is like what like, it stuns the kid when he's like, whoa. So, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't know. Like, is it, well, I hope this doesn't become the new norm is what I'm saying. That's all. Yeah. No, it'll, it'll reach a tipping point eventually. Yeah. It's, it's, I think. I, like it's, your, I just realized what shirt you're wearing, Jenny. <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah. Nuts. <laughs> I almost wore it yesterday to go vote. Yeah. You know, I was thinking like it would be. I uh, really wish we had gone to vote now. This is this is the the new America that we live in. By the way, uh, I was thinking last night as I was drifting off to terrified sleep that <laughs> uh, it would be funny to walk around with like a Muslim armband because that was one of the things that was brought up during the campaign. Yeah, is that start making us carry IEDs and wear armbands and stuff like that. But then I thought, you know, how long would it take until the FBI came to my house? Because it would happen. 
and <laughs> I have a job where I have a security clearance, so that would be gone. And it's like I can't, you know, I can't even make a political statement because it'll it'll have too much impact. Like if I was a single guy, then I still wouldn't even do it because that would be dumb to to put your livelihood at risk for something like that. But it's just it's kind of sad. But guys can run around in uh you know with Confederate flags in the back of their truck, and people just say, oh, he's just some crazy redneck or whatever. But you know, that's you just have to get kind of get used to that. That's what it's like, <laughs> and it's not it's not something that's new. It's just kind of the way that it's always been. That's yeah, I guess. Man, what a bummer! I thought we were getting better. <laughs> we are getting better. I, I, I know, but I, I, I like we're better six, than this. Sixty, seventy years ago, I never would get a, be able to get a job with the government. I think the reason oh, no, why you, you white people are tables. pissed off is that we didn't realize <laughs> how bad it was, and now we are realizing. Well, no, I like think Dennis is saying, like it's it's always been pretty bad. It's actually getting better. Yeah, like, this is this is like the death throes almost of white dominance in this country. Um, like it's they're, they're, they're holding negative on. white dominance, yeah. and so they're trying to assert themselves yeah. as much as possible. Yeah. But they, they realize that it's it's an unstemmable tide right now. Like the country is just getting less white all the time, and it's there's no way to turn that around because it's happening in Europe too. So where are you going to get more white people from? It's not it's not going to happen. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think that's yeah. So I mean, in fifty years, it'll be a lot better than it is right now. That's true. I'll be I'll be ninety. Looking back at looking back at this, wondering how fucked up we were. Like we look back at the fifties. Yeah. No, things, man. Just, things will still be tough for my kids, but their kids should be okay. I think. I don't know. Who knows? America. America. Yeah. America. But I mean, we're trending in the right direction, so it's okay. Well, as long as you say so, Dennis, that's okay. <laughs> I'm just kind of dumbfounded. Like hearing, hearing you say stuff like that is like, it's the truth, man, but it's just depressing. You know, you like know. I, like my friend, um, uh, did you meet Robert at the con black dude, yeah. um, little guy? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was talking well, short. He's yeah. not really little. little. He's, he's little. A big, he's I was going to say the guy was yeah. Yeah. Little, dude. little dude, um, physical, uh, uh height wise. Uh, yeah. he was saying that like, we were talking about something and he was running late. He's like, I got, you know, pulled over, you know, driving, really. driving while black. And I was like, man, that's gotta be, <laughs> you know, and he just said like, yeah, it happens all the time. Like I just get pulled over for no apparent reason. Yeah. I've only ever been pulled over when I was speeding. So that to be fair, you know, it's never actually happened to me, but yeah, maybe yeah. I got a ticket when maybe I wouldn't have in a different situation. Yeah. I don't know. But usually I speed pretty, aggressively so I, I earned all the tickets that i got in my life <laughs> you're like the mandingo of driving yeah <laughs> it's just sad that like that's 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 your that's that's your reality and that's yeah. that just makes me sad because that's not what what that's not the ideal that i feel that this country was was founded upon that's not the place that i tell my kids we live in you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and i don't want to get really corny you know but it's just i feel i feel that that makes me sad and i wish there was stuff i could do to help you know well, yeah but like if you're if you're a white person out there a white man to be specific a white straight man oh, me, oh. Like, 
like the, the best way to put yourselves in like a woman's or a minority's or a, a gay person's shoes is to go to like the numbered streets to Newport News and just walk around and then feel kind of how uncomfortable you feel being like the only white person walking around there. And then imagine that's what you have to do every day just to go to work. Like you're out of your normal element. You have to kind of abide by a different societal standard to fit in. And that's, that's basically how it is. Like if, you know, if I, if I go to work as a professional, I'm not working with people who look like me. I'm working with a bunch of mostly white guys. And it's the same thing for women. Like women, when they go into the professional workplace, they have to conform to the standards that are established by the men who work there mostly. So, and it's just, it's just kind of the way it is. And eventually, I mean, it's getting better, obviously. We're not living like in Don Draper times, you know? Yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. Hearing shit like that just bums me out. That's all. It should. Because I've always... At the same time, there's really not a whole lot anybody can do about it. It just takes time and... Like once the baby boomers all die off, then things will get a lot better. And then my mom was, older people from our generation die off, then it'll get better. So my mom and I were talking about it and I was like, I just can't believe and she's a Trump supporter. Like she voted for yeah. Trump. She but she's one of those anti Hillary people. Yeah. Um, we were yeah. talking I understand that too. I mean like I, like I I personally if I even if I hated Hillary if Hillary Clinton had killed my father, you know, <laughs> she got away with it or something like that then i still don't think i would vote for trump you know i would vote for like jill stein or or evan mcmullen or gary johnson maybe but i would never vote for trump just because of even if it's not his main policies or whatever it's just the things he says is he never back the people he fires up are the wrong kind of people you want to associate yourself he with. never walked away from it like you are who you he never had to yes Worst part. Yeah, like nobody ever is like, dude, you should probably tell them to fuck off. And yeah, it but I, f- I forgot what my uh, my mom was saying that, and I kind of kind of agree with her. She's like, there's a lot of like racist white people out there that aren't allowed to be racist on a day on a daily basis. They just do it at home with their wives, or like while they're taking a shower, or when they're in their car by themselves. There's just yeah. a lot of racist white people out there, and I think like. Well, and especially like if you think like the baby boomer boomers, for example, when they were growing up, they saw like the Civil Rights Act come into effect and affirmative action and things like that. So we've all worked with somebody who wasn't qualified for their job, but they were our boss by some circumstance. And so we always thought they didn't deserve to be where they were. Now add on to that, that you think the government did something that put that person in a position that they shouldn't have that you think you should have that's when it starts feeding into that mentality of, you know, this is, it feeds into that racist mentality of that person wouldn't have that job if they weren't black or if they weren't a woman or, you know. It's just sad to me too, that like, it seems every nationality of people, because we're a nation of immigrants, every nationality of people, even the, 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 they've all been assimilated into this culture except the people of color, you know, Chinese, you know, Chinese, Japanese a little bit more because I guess they're seen in a more positive light, but like Mexicans and, and Latinos and Hispanics and blacks, like they're just kind of viewed as, 
you know, well, like uh, Asians, Asians aren't looked at as threatening, like physically threatening, but uh, black and brown people are. Makes sense. It's it's like a math quiz or something. It's, it's sexual. Yeah. Mm. There's strong penis. Asian small penis. Yeah. German <laughs> small. <not> true. <laughs> Is this because of all the Asian men you've dated? Yes. Penis? Yeah. Do Every Asian man I meet, I always give him a good cup grab, cup check. Is that how you greet each other? I don't grab him by the pussy, I grab him by the penis. Yeah. Say, oh, otomo origato, Mr. Roboto. But Roddenberry's going to make it all better in the future, bro. It's true. Well, to be fair, somebody pointed out to get to Roddenberry's bright and shining future, we have World War III in the 2050s. So you're just saying it's a couple of years off is what they're saying. It's like, well, we'll subtract 30 years off of that and just go ahead and do it now. <laughs> yeah, well, they messed up on the eugenics war, so, you know, we got to make up for uh, lost time. And we were off by a year on the Back to the Future prediction. Yeah. And I, I want to apologize to America on behalf of all Cubs fans because we burned up all the good luck this place had to get the Cubs to win. And, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I think somebody somebody had tweeted that the, the curse has been transferred over to America. <laughs> this isn't <laughs> the Cubs. Cubs' fault. This isn't America's fault. This is, you know, good for the Cubs. Yeah. I'm happy for my Cubbies. Yeah. I'm happy for all the Cubs fans out there. I'm I glad just, we don't ever have to listen to them. Like complain about it anymore? But, it's been a hundred years. So cursed, Billy Goat. Blah blah blah. Yeah. It's like, no, shut up. <laughs> we started watching. Let's just go ahead and lighten this up toward the end. We started watching Ken Burns uh, baseball mm-hmm. uh, this week. Uh, it's on uh, Amazon Prime if you have it. Oh. And uh, I recommend it. One, it's a little weird because we have the. I guess wide format is the standard for TVs now and monitors and stuff. And I forget that sometimes until I watch a show from the early nineties. Yeah. It's all letterbox. And yeah. it, it's, it's square in yeah. the middle of our television. And it, that was a little, wait, why can't I see the rest of the picture? But it's all the picture. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it looks nice. It's, uh, I get to hear Shelby foot talk about baseball now instead of the civil war. So that was nice. And, uh, it's, it's it's a good show, and it good. really kind of we've seen two episodes now, and it really goes into in depth. You can get the feel of how important baseball was to this country, yeah. and how ingrained into our society it is. And I think I think not, if Ken Burns ever makes another, like if he reboots his baseball documentary, you should apply to do the voiceover for it, Ben. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, you know who did the original? It was John Chancellor who did the uh, original baseball narration. Yeah. There's a lot of you know people who read like Garrison Keillor and people like that that read the, yeah. the different you know passages, but it's John Chancellor who's the uniting narration throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember veteran newsman John Chancellor from. Uh, was what episode of Star Trek was he on? He, he was. <laughs> so this is like a very special episode of Dork Trek that we wrapped up with. Maybe yeah. next. It's just like a Star Trek two-parter, where the first part is, is pretty oh, decent and entertaining, yeah. and then the second part. Dennis is really put a lot of things into perspective, <laughs> making things. Tall. Sorry, man. Sorry to make it real. I mean, it's real. It needs to be said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but let's. Um, I'm still pissed off. 
I'm still pissed off too, but I just want to know like, what can I do? That's what I want to know. Does that make sense? Like, I don't want to just be pissed off and frustrated and like, you know, I want to do something. Just go to the Winchester, have a few pints and wait for this whole thing to blow over. You know, that's what, that's what I want to do. That's all. That's all I'm saying. The only thing you can do is get a lot of money and then like, uh, influence politics that way well to be fair the game if i get a lot of money i'm gonna make comic books (laughs) (laughs) that's what i like i will i will hire you know the disenfranchised and that's i just want to know what i can do to help man like that's all like that's like you know just be cool man just keep being a cool guy somebody pointed out that all of the stories that we like right as nerds are about a small band of good guys that have to overcome insurmountable odds and then win the day. So let's do that. You gather the good and we get ready for the battle to come. And you, you surround yourself with the good. You don't suffer the, uh, the bad. Yeah. What's, the, what's, what's the, the quote? All it takes for evil to triumph for good men to do nothing. <clears throat> and that's what I'm saying. Like, say so, something, say something. Like, yeah. don't, don't tolerate. <laughs> when somebody fucking says bullshit, call them on it. When, when the white guy and you're just two white guys in the room. I think we've something. seen that that doesn't really work, like especially in this election cycle because people's opinions have more value than facts right now. Yes. <laughs> and like there's, you can't change somebody's opinion that they've worked their whole life to develop. Mm-hmm. Well, I uh, also actually throw at it. I agree with you, Dennis, that we just have to wait for most of the boomers to die off. Well, what do we mean? Yeah. I mean, like they basically just, like, ruined this country. We had a good chance after world war two to like make this country into a, a force for good in the world. And we didn't do it. Fucking hippies. And a lot of it's the, is the baby boomers fault. It's most just generation. <clears throat> Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they are. Viagra. Like they talk, they talk about people like wanting their entitlements, but they're the ones who feel the most entitled to to things. Like they feel entitled to their jobs in the steel mill, and entitled to you know. Uh, the, like those jobs are so gone. Like you're a fucking idiot. I don't understand it. Like, why do you want to work in a coal mine? Why wouldn't you want to start building green technology? <laughs> like, why why can't we repurpose this? And it, I mean, I don't want to go off on a whole tangent. No, to, but I mean, you're right. But like, like. This is something you see all the time with the military is like with the A-10 or a better example is like six or seven years ago, the army told the Pentagon or the the Pentagon told Congress that they didn't want to buy any more tanks. But the Pentagon or the Congress basically told them you're going to buy 200 more tanks because we need to keep this factory open in Ohio. And since John Boehner was the Speaker of the House. It went through and it got added in and it got pushed. And so we had to buy 200 tanks that the army said they didn't need. And instead of using that money to develop like a new industry or to innovate, we just want to keep the same old jobs that we have. And that's why we're falling behind technologically. It's not because of trade deals. It's not because anything like that. It's because we have our comfort zone that we want to stay in and we're not afraid. We're not, you know, inspired to, to be the innovators that kind of made us, the greatest nation in the world. Like we're, we want to rest on our laurels and think that we're entitled to, to keep our position. But the whole reason why this country was able to be great besides having two oceans around it 
is because we always did innovate. We always integrated new people into our culture and kind of built off of that. But I don't know people feel entitled. They want to keep their old lousy jobs. <laughs> and I understand it, but I, mean, yeah, I, th- I don't think it's, I don't think it's a way forward. It's a way for you to survive in your life, but it's not a way for the country to, yeah. to kind of go in for our children, our grandchildren to have a viable future. So whatever. You guys, you guys look so depressed right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just, it's, you know, it's just. We need, we need to put a warning on this episode, like after, after 50 minutes. Yeah, what's the, like, the thing I was going like, to say, we need to split off the last half of this episode and put a trigger warning dude, on it. Dude, I'll put it, yeah. I'll put this out as on its own episode. It's just interesting because I mean, like what, you know, what you're saying is exactly correct. Like it's, yeah, it's but, not a, it's. It's it's not about being great. It's about just being, and to some extent, that you're 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 living comfortably right now, but you're fucking yourself in the long term. Yeah, but it's hard. It's hard to it is. It is leave hard your comfort that, zone. Yeah. Like if you yes. know, you already know that I have this job. I can go in at nine o'clock in the morning and leave at five o'clock in the evening. I know I get a paycheck, and I know I have you know health insurance and stuff like that. Even though it's a dying industry, I know that I'll be okay as long as that you know, company is still in business, but it's not something that's sustainable for the future. It's hard to get past that because you don't want to put, you know, put your livelihood at the risk of some new untested venture, like building solar farms or, you know, wind technology or even though it's more sustainable and more promising, you know, path and renewable path to the future of energy. But it's just easier to go and get into the elevator and go down to the mine every day. Yeah. I got benefits. That's all that matters. Yeah. I might die, but my family would be taken care of if something happens to me. So, mm-hmm. You know, and I got this new insurance policy. After five years, they even cover uh, suicide, so I'm good. It's just, I don't know. It's, I don't know, man. It's a bummer. It's a bummer, man. Yeah. It's harsh. Right. I'll, I'll be satisfied if at some point, like as a society, we decide that some things – like capitalism is great, but we decide that some things shouldn't be an industry. It should be like a public service, like healthcare. Shouldn't it be an industry? It shouldn't be decided by capitalism who gets healthcare and what quality of healthcare they get. It should just be a service that's provided. I don't know. I don't, that doesn't sound like crazy socialism to me. That sounds like, you know, basically it just sounds like being, people helping each other out and yeah, making and that's sure the, that everybody yeah, that's, is healthy and viable. And that's the kind of way I look at, like, when people say they want smaller government. The government's, government's never going to get smaller. Tax, like, I look at it like people break it down. Like, do you, do you want to tax people and spend your money on, like, fucking war machines? Or do you want to tax people and spend your money on schools and health care? And it's, and it's just, it's that kind of thinking. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. security or services. Like, which one do you want? Yeah. You know? So I wonder, you know, you want good a lot of people, medicine. when the economy crashed in 2008, like, I'm sure a lot of people were glad that those social safety nets were in place, like Medicare and Social Security yeah, and unemployment. I was having a conversation. All that kind of stuff because they, I'm 
pretty sure nobody turned it down because they thought it was a bad public policy. My my yeah. mother's You're glad mom, it was there. My, my mom's sister is a big she she doesn't like Obama. She doesn't like any of this shit. She hates all of it. Yeah, she's always rail. She's so much so that I had to block. Her. He plays basketball. So I had to block her on Facebook. Um, but seriously, like I, it's 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 yeah. embarrassing. Like the thing she puts on the internet is embarrassing. And she, this is a woman who is on uh, on a government assistance. She has she has chronic health problems. She's had two heart surgeries in like two years. She didn't pay a nickel for any of that shit. And she smokes weed. And my mom is saying like, we need to drug test to, you know, welfare recipients. And I looked at her and I said, mom, if that's the case, your sister is dead. And like, and the thing is when you break shit down like that for people, they don't, they they, they, they still, it doesn't register. Like I told my mom, I was like, dude, Stephanie and I were on assistance after I lost my, you know, after I lost my, my job and then severance ran out. Like we were yeah. on assistance. We were on state funded Medicare and we had, and my wife was pregnant. So like we were the worst case scenario. We had like a government assisted family with another baby on the way. What the fuck? Can't these people... But- but what did you do? Like you probably did what most people do when they end up on public assistance is you realized how shitty it was and that it's not a way to the future. So you saw it as like a temporary safety net and then you found a, a way to move forward and yes, to and get your life back together. We got out of our comfort zone, much like you were saying, you know, yeah. we moved to where the jobs were for us. Yeah. And not everybody can do that. But but everybody can. And, and, and I understand that too, you know, but it's, it's, but that's the whole thing. Like when you stop and think about shit like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's where it's like, oh, okay. You know, and I've had these conversations with people and it's like, yeah. I was on welfare. You know what I mean? Like I was a welfare person. Like, yeah, I was sponge. Yeah, but you're different. Cause Cause and the, the, the strength of the urban legend is the best thing because I remember a guy telling me that um, people would go to Farm Fresh and they would buy seafood with food stamps. Yes, that's the big one. And yeah. then they would come back and return the seafood, which – they had to take it back and then give them cash. So this is like the scam that people were doing, apparently. This is the urban legend anyways. And so, but when people return seafood, you can't resell it. You have to throw it away. And so these people were bilking, apparently. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God, the air quotes are back. But you know, that like the strength of that anecdote is stronger than your story of how it actually helped you to people. Because yeah. mm-hmm. they, they they, maybe they understand that, okay, yeah, sometimes it helps people get back on their feet but i'll be damned if one cent of my tax dollars goes to these people who are scamming the government yeah because people don't want to feel like somebody else is getting over on them like you're taking like you're those people are physically taking the money out of my pocket and scamming and meanwhile meanwhile they want to give tax breaks to these big corporations because we have to worship our job giver Mm -hmm. lords and make sure that they're happy so that they will you know uh give us our job so that well, we it's like live and I, eat, was, I was i was telling my mom the same thing that's, like that's corporate welfare uh, yeah it totally is you know like the, the the idea that like okay my sister works at dollar tree okay she's she works at the corporate office at dollar tree she buys things from dollar tree that they sell in their stores that's her job what happens if donald trump comes back in and renegotiates all these trade deals that are better for america and then these dollar tree goods that you're getting for mere cents they're going to have to be the $2 tree. They're going to have to be the $2 tree. And you know what's going to happen is the $2 tree isn't going to need 13,000, 
13,000 employees, they're going to scale their, their workforce back because they're not making the money they're making anymore. And so, and so it's going to affect everybody. People are going to lose jobs because of shit like this. The, the prices of goods are going to go up because of shit like this. Yeah. Because, because, you know, the stuff that, and, and when you, when you tell this to a Trump supporter, they're like, Oh, I know that. Then what the fuck are you voting for them for? Like where? No, but it's like a lot, a lot like what Jenny said and kind of like what I was saying earlier, like everybody thinks that they're the hardest worker yeah. that everybody else is taking advantage of the system. And so it's hard to imagine that people who are on public assistance are actually working hard, but you know, most of them are because it sucks to be in that situation. Mm-hmm. And, but it's hard to imagine that for some reason. This is like when they tell people, well, you know, a job at McDonald's, I mean, get a job. It's like, I got a job. Yeah. I'm working right now. Like when we were kids, when we were kids, there really weren't people who were like older than 20 working in McDonald's. Like it was uh, most of the workforce there were teenagers, right? Or was it just where I lived? No, like, it, was, it, was it was mostly mostly teenagers. But and the one like, old guy that no, worked there was weird. It was like, who's the yeah. weird guy? Yeah, the guy who was always cleaning the bathrooms, even yeah. though they were sparkling clean. <laughs> Why are you coming to the bathroom when I go in there? <laughs> but I mean, like now, if you go to a fast food place, it's like people in their 30s and 40s and 50s are like the norm. There's no more high school kids that are working there anymore, and so. You know, that's just kind of like the service industry is a big part of our economy now. I look at it like, hey, look at the people who deliver newspapers. Yeah. <laughs> it's not kids on bikes anymore. It's not kids. People in cars with, you know, like, yeah. that's Retire, where we are. Retirees who don't have enough, you know, saved up or yeah. you know, social security. And so they need to take a part-time job when before they used to just volunteer. But now they have to take an actual job in retirement to make ends meet. So yeah, the jobs are getting a lot of problems. Because Everybody's got problems. I don't know. People, people think other people don't have problems. People are, are just taking advantage of the system. But everybody's got problems. So there you go. <laughs> Sleeping in the night of America. So yeah. on the next episode of Dork Trek Roundtable, we'll be discussing <laughs> the Dork Trek Crossfire. Yeah. It's not really crossfire when we all kind yeah. of agree. We all agree. So all just, I think we have a, a range of political opinions back here. I know Jenny and Bob met with a different political group than I would be part of. Yeah. I'm more, see, I'm more of a libertarian in the sense that, like, I was talking about this today. Like, uh, this woman was talking about privilege. You know, she's like, well, I'm, I'm lucky I was born middle class. I'm always going to be middle class. I said, yes, but you also – there's some individuality there too, where like you chose to excel, like you're a psychologist at a school. You know what I mean? Like you can, she made those decisions. She worked hard to get to where she is and you shouldn't, you shouldn't be ashamed of that. Like, like it's still, some of it is still based on the individual in some aspect, but I understand that some individuals are put in more difficult situations. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why, and that's like Dennis was saying, that's why you need the government to come in and make sure that these kids are getting better educations and better chances at better educations. Mm-hmm. So the cycle just doesn't continue. I get that. But I mean, I also think like, you know, I'm, I'm a believer in, you know, in, in working hard and trying hard and trying your big, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know that sounds kind of dumb and very like, to make America great again kind of bullshit. <laughs> it, it, it is on some of the individual too. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you have to, you have to be willing to take a risk. You know, you have to take a shot. I I don't know. I'm a big believer in failure, I guess is what I'm saying, because in order to make it, you have to fail. Does that make sense? And like, and those systems should be in place when you do fail. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not, it's never like the extreme right solution or the extreme left solution is not the answer. It's it's always something in the middle, but Mm -hmm. it's hard. It's hard to get everybody to agree where that middle is. And I think that's really the interesting thing about the election. I don't know. People don't want to talk about this anymore, but like the, uh, um, like in the nineties, the religious right was kind of the driving force of the Republican party to a great extent. Mm -hmm. And now the validity of that is just all gone. Like there's no, there's no way that that can be seen as like a valid force in the Republican party anymore. It's all now. It really, they, they have but there's no, there's no basis for it. Like, there's no basis for was it. There, was there any, like, uh, any footage of Trump going to, um, like, a Catholic church or, or doing anything like that? Like, huh? Pat Robertson came out and, like, supported yeah. him. It's yeah, like, but see, they've sold out their, they've sold yes. out their religious values in order yeah. to get the, like, the economic policy or, you know, whatever else. All, all, oppose all, Hillary or whatever, so. all they have to do is say, yeah, abortion's wrong. And they'll go, all right, cool. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. That's all it is. Like they're just paying it lip service because they know that those people are, because unfortunately. And the truth is if abortion was a hundred percent illegal, my wife would be dead right now because when uh, the first time she got pregnant, shortly after we got married, she had an ectopic pregnancy, which is basically it. The, the pregnancy attaches outside of the womb. And for her, it was in her fallopian tube. So they had to terminate the pregnancy. So technically, that was an abortion by under the, you know, yeah. medical procedure I mean, qualifies yeah. an abortion. If that, had, if that had gone any further, she would have died because it would have ruptured her fallopian tube and then she would have bled to death. So the, the, I mean, saying, setting a hard and fast line saying that there's never a medical necessity or anything like that, it's just unrealistic. The dude that is vice president of the nation is starting in January thinks that people who have abortions should have to pay for funerals Yeah, for the abortion. Yeah, didn't they pass that law in Indiana? I think they did. Or they, it got repealed or something yeah, like they that. They were trying. They were pushing for it, yeah. You know? It's ridiculous. You know, I mean, in Virginia, you had to do the tra- transvaginal ultrasound before you can get an abortion. I mean, I look at it like it's kind of like I was telling my mom this. Do you want to do you want to be a whore or a murderer? Like pick your poison. You know what I mean? Do you want these people to have children out of wedlock that become uh, drains on the system that maybe end up in the penal system that go to jail that take advantage of all the social policies because they're not ready to be yeah. Others. They're definitely going to be on public assistance. All right, so do you want them to be uh, a mooching whores or do you want them to be murderers who terminate these pregnancies and then just kind of move on with their lives? Which one do you want? Because you can't have both. Or you could give them health care and give them birth control. Yeah. Just stop it in the first place. No, you can't do that. But that's wrong too. You can't, you, can't make, that. you can't make the Catholic companies do that. They don't believe in birth control. So it's like where, where on the spectrum do you want to go? <laughs> like where, where's, the, where's the answer here? I don't know. Just Nobody knows. That's the thing. Nobody yeah. knows the right answer. That's why there should be a public debate about it. But people just set up their tents oh. at the furthest 
extremes raw, of it. Yeah, Those are the only people who are talking. You know what I mean? Yeah. If only there was a way that like the two sides of political parties could like debate <laughs> and talk this out like maybe yeah. three times every four years or so. Yeah. Well, well, if you want to, like a good example of the cynical nature of it, like I've been watching Veep, um, which is a great fucking show. It's mm-hmm. actually the uh, the uh, the thick of it and in the loop. Yeah. Same guy who who did those shows. He he does that show, and uh, they had uh, like uh, Selena Meyer. She's uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus plays her. She's the vice president. She's running for president, and like they have to like somebody comes out with their stance on abortion, like that after twenty weeks you can't have abortions. And so they like have a chart where they're trying to decide where they can take a stance. Like, okay, if we say 24 weeks and then somebody else announced that 24 weeks is their plan. So like, well, we can't do 24 weeks anymore. We have to say something else. And so it's that's, right. <laughs> it is. It really is. Yeah. One so out, that's, that's basically the, the, uh, the validity of the debate that we have on it is people trying to find the most politically tenable position that they think they can take on it instead of like, actually having a, a conversation that balances morality and science. Which is hard. Which is why it's so much easier just to be cynical about it. <laughs> That's why when Facebook first came out, like I would engage in political discussions with people, especially people on uh, Torres's Facebook comments. But then I was like, this is just dumb. Like, why am I doing it? You're just getting aggravated and, you know, being called horrible things. So why, why am I doing this? Like, it's just, it's just sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to go find a puppy and hug it. <laughs> I'm glad I masturbated before we did the podcast. <laughs> I did. I did. But I will now. Yeah. Thinking about I was going to say, I mean, Dennis's calming tones have, have made me erect. Wow. So somebody's getting like... <laughs> Oh, it's going to be some bear stuff tonight. Oh, well. All right. Tangerines warming up. I think we stopped, we stopped talking about Star Trek about an hour ago. So. Yes. But this, this is all Star Trek-y kind of thing, so, man. It's heavy-handed social commentary. Is <laughs> that an alien? <laughs> With a black and white face? <gasps> no, these aliens decide at 20 weeks if they're going to carry their babies to term. But these aliens on the warring planet with them do it at 28 weeks. Kirk, what do you think? I think 24 weeks is a good compromise. <laughs> all right, we'll all colonize this moon and do it at 24 weeks. I'm going to impregnate all of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, well. Star Trek. Star Trek. Yeah. Although one thing that's weird about the end of this episode, <laughs> just talking about the episode again, is like Quark, it's basically Quark's fault that they, they let them invade the space station yeah because yeah yeah he makes this back alley deal with these guys to try and sell his crystals or whatever it's so, crystal meth yeah. if you sell a crystal but, meth uh, like at the end of the episode all is forgiven somehow <laughs> like i don't understand well because he helps uh, save the he day helped, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah but he, just... <laughs> he, fucked, he, he fucked it up but he brought it all back yeah like Dax almost died, man, and they're just like, "Oh, well, you helped." Well, she you know she had it coming because she had she chose to have that uh, trill aborted. So. <laughs> yeah, she, <laughs> she was asking for it. She had a trill abortion. Bro. You know, you know, Julian grabbed that pussy while he was doing the surgery too. <laughs> oh, totally, dude. 
It must have been really hard for him not to because he's totally into that. I bet he sniffed it. <laughs> Let me take that trill. No. Smells like my dreams. That's trilltastic. <laughs> I'm all in them guts now, Jack. She's like, really? You can just roll up my shirt. You don't have to take all my clothes. No, no, no. I have to. It's procedure. Procedure. Uh, this was uh, done by uh, President Trump's uh, uh, <laughs> uh, chief medical officer. Yeah. Ben Carson. Yes. The, the, <laughs> yeah, the new Surgeon General of the United States. Yes. Jesus. Doctor, grab him. <laughs> Doctor, push him, grab him. <laughs> yeah, this is how it works now. It's been this way since 2016. <laughs> if I'm a medical professional, I get to smell your vagina. <laughs> Wow. It's, it's like one of the last uh, vestiges of yeah. human society that survived the World War Three. Hey man, it's from 2017. From Doctor Grabham in the post. <laughs> Is that from Cockburn? Was a big Trump supporter in his <laughs> So he created warp drive and made sure that pussy grabbing stayed. <laughs> hey, look! If you're going to use my warp engines, I'm going to grab your pussy. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they wanted to explore. They had to find new pussies to grab. <laughs> All right. Strange new pussies. Ding, ding, ding. All right. Holy go, where no pussy grabber has gone before. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. All right. Well, good night, everybody. Yeah. Good night, <laughs> good night and good luck. Yes. <laughs>